ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Shannon Davis. This is a live show. Today is Tuesday, August 24th. We've got a special guest on tonight. Back with us, Pastor John Gogan. One of my favorite deliverance ministers. Pastor John Gogan is pastor of Agape Bible Fellowship out of East Aurora, New York. His website is agapebible.org. And we're going to be having him on here shortly. Pastor Gogan's going to be doing some more spiritual warfare teaching and a live mass deliverance over the radio. And I have already gotten in several emails this week of people who listened to the last show that we did with Pastor Gogan, and they were just out working during the day listening with their iPod, and boom, they started to manifest. <laughs> so they called me in and said, praise God, I got some deliverance, brother. So that's what it is all about, and that's what happens when you have an anointed uh, program, anointed pastor. So uh, we want to appreciate you for tuning in every night. Uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, we do a nightly show Monday through Sunday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and then sometimes have a special program at 11 p.m. Eastern Time when we have more guests we can handle during the normal grid. And uh, we've got a great schedule lineup for you this week, and you can go over to our MegamanRadio.com website, download the the shows on your MP3 player, or go to iTunes and subscribe for free. We're now in the iTunes library. So without further ado, let's get Pastor Gogan on the phone. Pastor John, are you on with us tonight? Uh, if you can hear me, I can hear you perfectly. And it's uh, it's always a joy to be back. Um, it's it's a real delight and an honor. Uh, I've, you know, I've, al- I've always said that there are the three greatest joys I have in life, brother, are um, leading someone to Jesus, preaching the Word of God, and my third greatest joy is to tackle these demons and give them a, the, the hugest black eye and the, the, and the, uh, the, just a kick in the shins whenever I can. Praise God. You know, there's uh, somebody out there who said uh, every demon out is one less in. I wonder who that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't give me any credit because I want the I'm just an unknown soldier, brother. And I want the credit going to the Lord Jesus Christ and the glory going to God the Father. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm an unknown soldier. But, you know, it, it, it really is true. Every, every demon out is one less in. And, you know, we, we have to begin uh, kind of thinking of ourselves rather than a one-room house. Uh, 
as uh, an apart more more than that an apartment complex with like a hundred thousand apartments, and in each of those apartments is an evil spirit. So when we you know truly deal with uh, you know what the Bible describes and what we call deliverance, I hesitate to use use the word exorcism because it has all sort of you know connotations and ends up being really pejorative as far as we're concerned. Uh, I I like the word deliverance. In fact, I like the better the word freedom. And um, you know, when you picture yourself as a hundred thousand apartment complex, man, you're finally getting the idea of how many spirits there can be uh, within each of us. That's a big development, big project. In people, well, Pastor, you know, I just shared, <laughs> sharing with someone on the phone today, brother, that you know, Pastor Worley used to say each of us has, on average, two to three legions. Wow. And, and, you know, one of the objections we get from people, of course, when you say that is, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, one legion was cast out of a guy who was, you know, unable to be uh, held down with chains. He was running around naked, you know, in the cemetery. Uh, he was a madman. I don't know, brother, if they had straitjackets back then. Obviously, uh, he would have had to have one on uh, to constrain him. But see, what we're not told is we're not told is how many legion he had. I mean, he could have had, if, if on average we have two to three legions, and remember a legion was, was uh, four to 6,000 Roman soldiers, so if my math is accurate, that's you know, 12 to 18,000 spirits for the average person, uh, he could have had 10 legion. And wow. one of these legions cast out, you know, uh, made that much of a difference in him. And as I was sharing uh, uh, in conversation with, an, with another brother from New England, in New England this afternoon, you know, uh, the miracle was not just the deliverance, but the miracle was that he wasn't, uh, you know, his, his, his guts weren't hanging out of his mouth. Uh, and I don't mean to be too crude, but he wasn't, you know, the demons just didn't turn him inside out as they left. You know, when I get deliverance, five or ten spirits at a time, you know, I'm, I'm like a, like a, you know, just a, a wet rag when I get through and I'm exhausted. It's a nice exhaustion because you feel peace afterwards and you feel joy and you feel the love, you know, the three first fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians uh, talks about. But, you know, uh, it's, it, I can imagine losing a legion at a time, four to six thousand spirits. And Jesus' power obviously protected him because he, he lost that many, and uh, and he wasn't dead. In I think we need to. He was of sound mind, and he was closed, yes. and 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 doing so much better, brother. We might have to rename it. We'll call that a high-rise apartment complex <laughs> or a skyscraper. <laughs> but you know, folks, that is a that is the truth. But praise God, uh, Jesus came to set the captives free. Uh, Pastor John, before you get started tonight, I want you to have you do two things. Um, I understand you're going to be doing a uh, meeting tomorrow in Canada. Will you give out your uh, information on that for people who might be in that area listening? Well, actually, I'm going up to Toronto, uh, and, and, and forgive me, I, I uh, didn't go into detail, but I'm going up there in ministry. We're just uh, going to be encouraging uh, uh, you know, some people up there. Uh, still possibility for a hospital visit if we can get in there. If there's, there's a change of mind, uh, someone who had been a family had been with us about 12 years ago, 12, 12 13 years ago. One of the young uh, daughters who was five or six at the time is now 18. Okay. And uh, 
we may be seeing her and, and some ministry and so forth. So I really don't have a uh, a meeting going on. However, there'll be some ministry going on. So I would just well, let's uh, keep me in prayer. Absolutely, folks. Uh, Gerd, Pastor John Gogan and his wife in prayer as he's on the road tomorrow. Uh, you do have another conference coming up, though. Yes, do you have the uh, dates uh, ready to announce yes, on that? Yes, sir. The thank you for asking the and also reminding me. The conference is coming up the weekend of September seventeenth, and uh, you know the neat thing about it is that there are three wonderful opportunities for prayer in uh, it, these these workshops, these conferences that we have on spiritual warfare and deliverance. This is number fifty two for us, I believe. So we're you know we're over the half half halfway to the century mark. I don't know if the world has that long to last. I mean, at least in terms of you know what I believe before the rapture, and uh, and before things begin to come down. Uh, if we make it to a hundred, I'll be very surprised. But this is fifty-two, and and we are excited about it because it's um, it's a great opportunity to get into the Word of God. We have some uh, solid uh, full gospel. I say full gospel, meaning salvation, healing, and deliverance, complemented with all the genuine spiritual gifts. We uh, we have some great uh, Bible teachers uh, here. Uh, I don't I don't include uh, that of myself, but uh, we have some you know great uh, just um, opportunity to get really into the Word, and then uh, wonderful opportunities to get prayer. We pray healing and deliverance, deliverance and healing. Wherever Jesus did delivered, He healed. Wherever He healed, He delivered. They both go together, uh, kind of like one hand washing the other. And that's the weekend of the 17th. If you want to find more about it, we do have, as of right now, thanks to my son, who's my resident computer geek, uh, the flyer is up on the website, agapebible.org, and uh, it's the uh, it's got some uh, detailed information in there. And, of course, if you'd like to come, and even if you come Saturday and Sunday, if you can't make it Friday night, uh, that's fine. Uh would love to see you. Uh, it's a workshop. It's not a sleep shop, so don't expect to get a whole lot of rest. Uh, you will be at rest in other ways because the spirits that are tormenting you and the uh, the damage that they do in terms of disease and so forth. Uh, I just had a gal today who called me, and she's planning on coming. Uh, she has an autistic child brother, and uh, she uh, was sharing with me some things last week on the telephone, and uh, so prayerfully and hopefully uh, she'll be able to make it to the conference coming up the weekend of the 17th through the 19th here at Agape Bible Church in East Aurora, New York. We're about a little bit less than an hour southeast of Niagara Falls. We're way west of New York, so if you think of New York City, uh, we're not it. Uh, We're about 400 miles from there, uh, due northwest. So you can Google it, MapQuest it, and so forth, and we would love to see anyone who is uh, truly uh, desperate and seeking help. Praise God. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Mega Man Radio Network. We've got Pastor John Gogan on from Agape Bible Fellowship, and we've got a link up to his website in the show notes. I would encourage everybody to get out there to this deliverance conference. It's going to be a powerful uh, time in the Lord. If you need deliverance and you've been looking for your opportunity to go and pray with people hands-on, this is your opportunity, and folks, there is not a lot of this going on. I couldn't count it on my hand, uh, the conferences uh, where you could go to get uh, deliverance hands-on. So avail yourself of this. Uh, really encourage you to do that. Uh, it'll be something that uh, 
will forever change you positively. And you know, brother, the uh, amen, amen, and amen. The the other thing is, you know, we've discovered over the years that a lot of people think they can, you know, get personal deliverance, and you know, they're they're okay. I praise God for the personal deliverance that I've received over the years, um, especially when I've been, you know, uh, either on the other side of the world uh, in Asia or uh, by myself ministering in Europe. Uh, and or wherever uh, in those uh, those the, on those occasions, but my experience has been, and those of us who've been in the full gospel for for a number of years have seen, brother, that the you know the, the deep ones won't come out with just uh, you know Jesus and you. Um, obviously, the Lord can do whatever He wants. He is Lord, and whatever God the Father wants, He is Lord God as well. Yes. You know, Lord the Father. And uh, whatever the Holy Spirit wants, you know, that's, that's entirely up to the Godhead. And, uh, and I believe on occasion, you know, that, that happens. But for the most part, if we could do it, most of it alone, we wouldn't need anybody. And that's not the signal, and that's not the intent and purpose I see as to Christ's true church and what he's trying to accomplish, because he wants us to see that we need one another especially those of like mind and like faith. So as we submit ourselves to prayer, you know, there are some demons, uh, and I've encountered over the years inside of myself, that there is no way they would have, I, I would have been able to get them out in personal deliverance. No way, absolutely no way. Uh, I need at least the faith being pulled with my faith uh, of myself, and sometimes I've had as many as five, you know, six guys around me, uh, praying for me and commanding these spirits out, and uh, bang! All of a sudden, one of you know one of the big boys light leave, along with his underlings, because of uh, the fact that there's you know there's there's power in numbers. You know, brother, what does the Old Testament say? That you know one puts a thousand and two puts member two. How many? Uh, Ten thousand. I like that. That's awesome. Now, I would have said two thousand, wouldn't you? Do? I mean, I mean, just mathematically. But well, you know, as one puts a thousand, two ten thousand. You know, I was thinking, I was meditating on that today. In fact, I was praying before the show, and I said, "God, I'm asking that you would loose a legion of warrior angels down as a hedge, a hedge of protection." And I was doing the doing the math on that. Uh, how many demons would that put to flight? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'll, I don't think my numbers go up that high. So I, I, I praise God for that. Um, you know, when we do these programs, Pastor John, uh, we frequently have witches and warlocks turn out in mass. Uh, we've come under attack a number of programs that we've done. So praise God, we're making an impact on the enemy. And um, I would uh, like before you t- uh, take the mic and start uh, teaching tonight, if you would just go ahead and start this uh, program out in prayer and. Uh, I'm asking you would uh, deploy some spiritual defense out there for us, not only for us on this line and this connection, but the, those that are listening out there. Hey Amen. It'd be a, uh, a a real honor for me to do that. Uh, let's, uh, as I as I like to say, uh, let's pool our faith. Father, as we uh, come to you through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that we are covered with His blood. And because we are covered with his blood, we can boldly, yet respectfully, come into your holy presence. And we thank you that you hear us, that, as Jesus said, uh, that uh, you hear, and you know what we're going to ask even before we ask it. But you, you enjoy hearing our voices. You love to hear us. 
So right now we uh, just ask and petition your your wonderful throne, the very they're in the, they're in the very command center of the universe with your son at your right hand, co-reigning, co-eternal, and we and co-equal, and we uh, just uh, just praise you, and we thank you as we break the chains of command in the heavenlies, not only over Georgia, but over every area where this signal is going, whether it's a short wave or uh, wherever it's going, or literally uh, potentially around the world on the Internet. And we uh, especially bind the strong man over East Aurora, town of Aurora, Erie County, here in western New York, Niagara Frontier. And, uh, Father, we uh, just ask that your angels, as we cut off all advice, control power and strength in the heavenlies, and we ask your angels to do battle for us in the heavens, on the earth, under the earth, and within people. And uh, we especially pray that your divine appointments will tune in, will listen, will listen with an open heart. And uh, toward this end, we loose uh, uh, the seven spirits of God, as well as, as, as uh, the mind of Christ, power, love, and a sound mind, and whatever ministering spirits to work in conjunction with the awesome Holy Spirit to accomplish what heaven wants. It's not about Pastor John Gogan. He's insignificant. This is not about uh, the radio host. It's not about anybody but the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, Father, we know that when your son is lifted up, he said, I, even I, lifted up, will draw all men unto me. And we want those men and those women to be able to tune in and to hear and for not only uh, deliverance and healing to be ongoing, especially in our souls as well as our bodies, but also we would love to see some salvations uh, as a result tonight. If we cut off all uh, witchcraft coming from the Council of Thirteen. We bind every uh, wicked spirit that's uh, trying to uh, cause problems electronically. We bind voice and related demons. We bind every wicked spirit that would try to interfere and cause any kind of disruption in this broadcast and especially in, in the radio host and myself as well. And uh, we uh, bind the strong man over and within us, every wicked spirit, and we just pray the Holy Spirit will literally have his way and speak through us, and uh, that everything said, done, and thought will be to the glory of you, Father, and to the magnification of the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, and to the horrifying of Satan and his demons. In Jesus Christ's most holy name, amen. Amen. Pastor John, I'm going to give the mic over to you. Thank you, brother. Uh, tonight, uh, what I'd like to do, and uh, what God has put in my heart, is essentially just uh, doing some, uh, highlighting some practical pointers when it comes to uh, the deliverance ministry. And, uh, you know, never let it be said, and please don't ever misquote me, in uh, saying that, Demons are everywhere, or demons are everything. The bottom line, as I've said many, many years now in my ministry, is that the bottom line is not demons. The bottom line is sin. Because a demon cannot make anybody do anything that, who that person, where that person's will is out of sync with that spirit. And they're fighting that spirit. Because as soon as, the, you know, as, soon as heaven sees, and I mean the third heaven, where God is, uh, that as soon as heaven sees that we, that our wills and that our desires are to please the Lord, um, that the uh, he, you know the Holy Spirit immediately moves in in power, 
and uh, you know we can bind those spirits within us that seem to kind of waylay us, and uh, we can repent of those sins and say no to those sins that easily entangle us. And of course, uh, most importantly, as Hebrews twelve two says, fixing your gaze. I like the way the Greek reads it: fixing your gaze on Jesus, and just gazing on Him, twenty four seven, and uh, relying on Him, and uh, and of course the Father and the all powerful Holy Spirit within us. But some practical pointers with respect to deliverance uh, is what we need to kind of address, and maybe we'll do that the first hour, and then. You know, we can have some, uh, maybe some bloggers call in or, or uh, blog in, and, and, and if anybody has any questions, they'd like to have some answers to. You know, I've always said, uh, we, I don't know everything, but what I do know, I'm glad to share, more than happy to share. And I try and root everything in God's Word, and uh, I believe that the Bible, uh, in the Bible, God has spoken, He has not stuttered, and that it is the authority for not only this life, but the life to come, and uh, is inerrant, infallible, and is uh, totally reliable as uh, God has revealed himself in those uh, tremendous 66 books that we call the Old and New Testament. So uh, it's very important to kind of cross your T's and dot your I's. Uh, we've discovered over the years uh, that many people will talk about deliverance, and many people will give lip service to it. But when you probe and you ask questions regarding uh, how many demons they've cast out, and particularly if it's a Bible teacher, uh, you know, uh, uh, you got to wonder, no, wait a minute, uh, you're not receiving any deliverance on a regular basis. You teach it, you preach it, but you're not experiencing it. To me, that's equivalent to teaching and preaching salvation, but not being saved yourself, or teaching and preaching all about healing, or some other important doctrine of Scripture, but, you know, you haven't applied it yourself, or you're not even seeking to apply it. Uh, that's, that's hypocrisy. So it's very important to cross your T's, dot your I's, because when you do that, um, the enemy is not able to kind of take advantage of the loopholes, and you can uh, therefore um, have be effective uh, when you're wanting to really help people. One key lesson I've learned over the years, and I was just sharing this maybe from the pulpit, uh, I think last Thursday, here at Agape Bible, but uh, in addition, have shared it uh, at workshops and so forth. You know, I've made the mistake of wanting. Uh, in this case, we'll talk about deliverance, since this is you know the the issue. Uh, I've wanted it for people more than they have. And uh, one of the things that the Holy Spirit has kind of taken a four by four and clobbered me on the side of the head, proverbially speaking, is uh, is that you can't want more for someone than they want. Now you can pray. And you can uh, learn how to bind and loose. You can learn how to intercede. You can learn how to, you know, petition and supplication. But it's wrong because it turns into witchcraft control when you try to control someone beyond what they want. And remember, the bottom line of all witchcraft, occultic witchcraft, uh, Masonic witchcraft, Roman Catholic witchcraft, charismatic witchcraft, uh, whatever form of witchcraft it is, Jezebelic witchcraft, the bottom line is witchcraft is trying to control someone. And God is not in the controlling business. So one of my f uh, favorite profs in, uh, at uh, seminary uh, used to say, put it this way, you know, God never forces his love on us. He never controls us and says, you know, you, you, I'm loving you and you better love me back. Uh, because forced love is rape and God is not a divine rapist. 
And I've never forgot that quote that uh, one of my uh, mentors, Dr. Norm Geisler, uh, said and how he said it and what he said in, the, in terms of content. Because God is uh, not a control freak. Satan is a control freak. Demon is a control freak. People who are control freaks have witchcraft spirits within them. And though they may not pull out Ouija boards and they may not, uh, you know, pull out a, ca- a deck of carrot cards, uh, they nevertheless have those spirits within them that try to control people. So be careful of whoever you want freedom for, that when you're sharing the truth with them, that you, you share the truth and then let them. Uh, think about it, pray about it, and ask, you know, obviously behind the scenes, be praying that the Holy Spirit will open their eyes, uh, the eyes of their understanding, and as Ephesians talks about, and, you know, we'll, we'll show them uh, and we'll uh, help them to see, to know, and to understand that um, they need uh, help beyond what they're being taught. And, of course, most Christians are taught that, you know, uh, well, I'm not taught that demons are really real, real problem within Christians within the church. Uh, they're not taught that demons are running churches. A lot of churches, uh, they're in fact, in fact taught just the opposite. You know, Satan is a he's a problem and he's a nuisance and and you know you can uh, you know tell him to be gone and get thee behind me, Satan. But in reality, it's not a huge deal. The, the basic whipping boy that the most Christian Bible teachers I've seen over the years and heard. Uh, some of them I, I respect highly, but they're just wrong in this area, is that the whipping boy is the flesh, is the sin nature. And uh, I think they're going to find out if they're really serious in, uh, in Bible study and they're, they're really serious in seeking God's face, that yes, we have the sin nature. Yes, it's as wicked as any demon is. And if we had no demons, uh, it would, we would still be as evil, along with our hearts, Jeremiah 17.9 says that the heart of man is deceitful, and that's mankind, by the way. It's not talking about men. It's also talking about women. Uh, the heart of women uh, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can comprehend it? Who can understand it? So we, have, we start out with wicked hearts uh, as babies, and uh, we uh, then uh, also have that sin nature, and so we're kind of, we've got two strikes against us. And then, of course, you know, the demons and the curses are there, three strikes against, against us. And, uh, of course, we're not really told much about them. The devil likes to be kept under cover. That's what the word occult means, hidden. So uh, he's done a good job of keeping most churches from really even exposing him and how he operates and how his demons operate within the average Christian. So uh, we need to make sure that we, as I said, cross our T's, dot our I's, and that when it comes to deliverance, that the person who wants it is someone who truly wants it and is seeking. Pastor Wynne Worley, uh, who I was privileged to meet and knew personally for a while, before he went home to be the Lord back in 93, December of 93, uh, he uh, put it well when he said, the desperate get delivered. That is, someone has to be desperate truly desperate before they can really be set free. And it's not your desperation or my desperation, but it's the person's desperation. And uh, so I just want to kind of qualify that, you know, qualify everything I'm saying by reminding, because, you know, when we get a hold of this truth, we want, you know, our parents, we know whom we love, we want our grandparents, if they still, still exist, you know, on earth, uh, we want our cousins, we want this person, we want to empty the psychiatric wards of the hospitals, we want to, 
you know, uh, just really help a lot of people. And that's wonderful. The problem is, is a lot of them don't want it. A lot of them won't believe. And uh, they have to believe and they have to want it. It's like salvation. They have to believe for salvation. They have to want to repent of their sin. And if they do that, uh, they'll also be able to, you know, believe for deliverance and believe that, you know, there are real demons and that they are inside of them, not just around them, and, uh, and that they really are sick, not just in their bodies, but also in their souls, and that healing and deliverance, deliverance and healing are always uh, two ministries that kind of complement one another. Um, the first, and I might even say the second essential, make sure the person really wants it, not that you want it more for them, but we'll call it the second essential when you're ministering deliverance uh, and seeing people, wanting to see people get set free, is that the, make sure the person is born again. You know, John 3, 3, Jesus said uh, to Nicodemus, who was a, a member of the Sanhedrin, Jewish Supreme Court, he was a Pharisee, very respected, highly respected man. He comes to Jesus by night because he, he wants to come undercover. He doesn't want to have to be seen by a lot of people for whatever reason. And uh, first he compliments Jesus, and he thinks, you know, well, hey, I'm giving you some compliments and give me some back. And Jesus does not compliment back in John 3. In fact, he says, Nicodemus, uh, truly I tell you, unless, uh, unless a man is born again, he will never see the kingdom of God. And, of course, Nicodemus, who's not born again, uh, very religious but lost, uh, he says uh, that, uh, well, wait a minute, how can I be go back and climb up back into my mother's womb and be born again? Of course, Jesus says, uh, you're not understanding me. I'm not talking about physical birth, physical rebirth. I'm talking about spiritual rebirth. And uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. You know, you're thinking uh, physical, uh, born from water. When the water breaks in the mom, the baby's ready to be, you know, contracted, muscles contract and pushed out. Uh, that's physical birth. Spiritual rebirth, that which is born of the Spirit, is spirit. Born of the Holy Spirit is spirit. So Jesus is, you know, clearly saying that we're talking about spiritual rebirth here. In fact, the Greek is actually two words uh, for born again. Uh, it's uh, kind of a uh, confusing translation in, in one sense. Again, son of then, begotten, literally begotten from heaven, uh, begotten of heaven. And uh, so it really is a spiritual rebirth. You could say you must be born from heaven, uh, born a second time, uh, reborn spiritually. And uh, always make sure that the person truly is born again. And, uh, you know, brother, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but, you know, there's a, there's a uh, real good question you can ask people. In fact, you may want to ask yourself, because I've had people in the past tell me, well, I believe in God. I've always believed in God. Uh, you're probably lost and still in your sin. Because uh, James is clear that the demons believe in God, but they tremble. Yes. Uh and uh, the problem is, is believing in God only makes you a theist. It doesn't make you a Christian. And uh, I believe that there are three places where people are. Uh, one is uh, Hades. Uh, that's the, I call it the holding tank for hell. And uh, that's um, where all unbelievers go, all unbelievers both since the beginning of time as well as up to this very moment in time who are dying uh, Christless and godless and are still in their sins, as Jesus said in John 8, who, you've died in your sins, it's too late, there is no reincarnation, that's the devil's lie, yes. you don't get a second chance. 
uh, once you leave this life, uh, one minute after you die, you're either with with Christ in heaven and with God, or you are immediately uh, in the holding tank uh, that I call the holding tank for hell, and that's known as uh, Hades in the Greek. Hades. It's the place of the unseen, and uh, you can't see them. We can't see them. Uh, they can see, uh, cause, but they're in another another realm, shall we say. It's a spiritual dimension that we're not privileged to be able to see into. So uh, that's where uh, the unbelievers are. And uh, the other place, of course, that Scripture mentions is Tartarus. And uh, that's virtually what the Greek word is, Tartarus. And uh, that's where, I believe, not humans, but the angels who kept not their first estate, uh, I believe that the Nephilim existed, that there were angels who tried to cohabit with women before the uh, Noah's flood. And one of the reasons for Noah's flood is destruction of uh, these beings. And uh, uh, that these uh, angels who, uh, who, who did these things uh, are, are locked up in this place called Tartarus. And... Um, the other place, of course, is, is heaven itself. Those are the three places where people are. So um, the uh, interesting thing is that if you ask someone this question, you know, if you were to die in the next five minutes and your, uh, you know, non-material part of you, your soul, uh, spiritual part, were, you know, were, were to leave your body, and your body, uh, you know, was kind of collapsed and and uh, left behind, and you entered to the very gates of heaven. And before God opened uh, the gate to the heavenly city, uh, he, his voice came out over the top of the wall, and it said, Why should I let you into my heaven? What right do you have to come in to my heaven? What would your answer be? And uh, a lot of people will say, well, as someone told me the other day, about two weeks ago, who I led to the Lord over the phone and uh, was privileged to do that, you know, he said, well, you know, I'm a pretty good person, and blah, blah, blah. And I began querying him with, uh, of course, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And what I asked him is, I said, you know, if, if you were to throw a stone, he was in the Toronto area, and I said, if you were to throw a stone to... Uh, to uh, let's say uh, Montreal, Quebec, and uh, I would have thrown a stone from here in the uh, you know Buffalo, Western New York area, down here in East Aurora, and uh, we were both to throw stones. Now you may make it farther than me, and I may make it farther than you, but neither one of us are making it to uh, Montreal, Quebec, and that is kind of like uh, what God demands. You know, you may have some good works, I may have some good works, uh, you may beat beat me, I may beat you with a few more human good works. But the righteousness that God demands is 100%, and no one bats a 1,000 in baseball. No Christians bat a 1,000. Therefore, uh, we're all at a loss. We've all fallen short of God's 100% uh, glorious holiness and righteousness. And that's where Jesus comes in. And if anyone answers anything but, you know, uh, it's only the blood of Jesus that gets me in. It's only a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son, or with God through His Son, uh, any other answer is good works, and good works will never get you into heaven. It's not, you know, the Holy Eucharist. It's not, uh, uh, you know, well, I've, I go to, I've been to church since I was nine. Uh, you know, I used to say that going to church 
uh, no more makes you a Christian than walking in a garage makes you a car. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's irrelevant. You have to be saved. You have to have a personal relationship. There's got to be a point in time and space where you were personally born from heaven. And the Holy Spirit is is important in that, in fact, without him you can't get saved. So uh, if the Holy Spirit wasn't involved and you just wanted it, it was an act of your will, but it was nothing where the Holy Spirit was involved, you're not saved. And this is what you have to tell people. You have to let them know of John 3, and you've got to explain to them what salvation really means, not just believing in Jesus, because... You know, they may believe in the Jesus of the Mormon Church. Uh, uh, they may believe in the who is the brother of Lucifer. Uh, you know, they may believe in in um, uh, the Je- Jehovah's False Witness Jesus or the Catholic Jesus, which needs Mary as co-redemptrix. Uh, blasphemy. You know, they may believe in the Jesus of the Baha'i. Maybe uh, they, the uh, they, demon son god named Allah. Yeah, they may believe in the Jesus of Allah, who never died on Calvary, who, who Judas went and died instead of. So, you know, when there's no death, there's no payment, there's no atonement, and no resurrection, well, you might as well chuck Christianity and flush it, because there's, there's, no, there's no truth. You, you've just wiped out our only hope for heaven. So uh, they've got to believe in the Jesus of the Bible. And they have to, you have to probe, and you have to find out, you know, even what God they're believing in, because this may be a God that they made up instead of the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and, and of course, as I like to say, the God of Israel. So um, it's important that a person be born again before... Why? Because how in the world are they going to keep any kind of deliverance, brother, any kind of demons out of them, if they're not saved? They can't. They can't maintain their freedom. Now... Having said that, and I know Pastor Worley's position, and, and, and I, I concur that you know maybe five percent of our ministry is with people who, you know, the Holy Spirit says they need some demons out in order to get saved because they're so powerfully blocking them from understanding. I don't have a problem with that. You know, whatever Captain Jesus tells me to do, uh, no problem, sir. Uh, just uh, you know, give them the salute. You know, right, brother? You give them the right. salute. <laughs> yes, sir. You're going to battle. Uh, I don't mind. That's okay, if, if, as long as it's the Holy Spirit. But for 95% of my ministry, as the same thing with Pastor Worley, and I know Derek Prince and uh, Brother Hammond and others, uh, it, is, it is 95% with Christians. Yes. With believers. And so, you know, and again, part of that is, is because it's um, impossible to hold the ground. And, you know, you know Brother... Israel was was commanded to go in and and possess the land, weren't they? Uh, y- yes, sir. In fact, uh, the the Lord gave me a word through a brother just this week on that. Um, and I don't think I spoke to you about that, did we? <laughs> no. So that's a confirmation. Yeah, we were supposed we're supposed they were supposed to go in and possess. Now we don't as Christians. You can look at, you read Hebrews. Hebrews is, is I've been in, in 10 years studying Hebrews on midweek service. We're finally into the final chapter 13, and I think I, I, think I may get to the end of it before the year's out. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't bet as a pastor, teacher, but <laughs> I hope to get to the end, but I wouldn't bet on it. The, uh, Hebrews is a, is a tremendous book, and it is, uh, has been such a blessing for me to teach it. But Hebrews talks about you know going into the land and possessing it and getting into the rest and the rest of course is for us as Christians 
we're not told to occupy uh, nations of the world. Uh, we are told to occupy the land which is in us, where the squatter demons are. And uh, you'll find that, by the way, I got a great book in the book room by uh, uh, a pastor on the West Coast. Uh, and you'll find that uh, the Hivites and the Moabites and the Jebusites and all the ites in Scripture, that including the electric lights, only kidding, the, that that all those ites are, had all uh, had they were they stood for different uh, uh, sin kingdoms, if you will, uh, the Moab and the Moabites and the Edomites, you know, come from you know. Uh, Lot and uh, and Edom, and there was all kind of sexual perversions in those family lines, and uh, and incest, and and all kinds of garbage, and then uh, uh, the the uh, some of the other uh, the Hivites were represented for fear. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but basically all those ites are representative of demonic kingdoms, and of course demonic kingdoms are just representative of sin because they want to keep these sins going, and there's uh, been authorized by Satan and uh, given orders by Satan for specific sins. For instance, the spirit of hatred will keep hatred going. The spirit of uh, pride, Leviathan, will keep Leviathan going in us. Uh, keep us proud, keep us uh, 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 our heads high and our backs stiff, so to speak. We've actually found demons called rods of pride uh, wow. on people's backs. And when they, brother, when they, uh, when they get cast out, the person you know, kind of has a more relaxed stature when they're standing. So uh, you know, it, it never ceases to amaze me how how uh, how practical uh, deliverance is. But all those ites. So our, where is Christians? You know, our job is to go in and repossess the land, and that land Amen. for us is the soul, the mind, will, emotions, and of course our physical bodies that we have to get back. You know, I really uh, admire Moses because you know it says what well, he never died of old age, did he? No, sir. In fact, when he died, uh, he was <laughs> he was in perfect health. Yeah, his eyes did not dim, and uh, and I think the reason is because Numbers thirteen thirty two, I believe it is. Uh, he was the meekest man in all the earth. Boy, wouldn't you love to have that said about you? Wow. He was the be meekest awesome. man in all the earth. So in God's eyes, he was the most humble. And see, that's why God can't use most of us, because we're so full of pride. And the Leviathan spirits that go with it, and a lot of the people who are telling you that they're being used by God, <laughs> you know, I just I don't see that with Jesus. I don't see Jesus running around saying, see how much the Father's using me? Aren't I great? He sends an advanced team with ten bodyguards. I mean, his disciples weren't the bodyguards. <laughs> you know, they, they were just uh, you know fishermen and, and and you know tax collectors and lowly lowly life people uh, that that weren't exactly you know well built bodyguards. He didn't need them. He didn't want them. He didn't have an advanced team going out of secret service agents because he wasn't drawing attention to himself because he too was the meekest man in all the earth in his day, wasn't he? That's right. You know, there's some ministers like that that uh, you couldn't even get uh, 25 feet up close to them because of all the bodyguards that they've got surrounding them and the advanced teams. And uh, I wanted to mention a uh, parallel verse to what you're talking about over in Hebrews. 
the Lord gave us last week through a brother in Sweden, Brother Peter, shouts out to you if you're listening tonight, uh, Numbers 33, verses 50 to 56. Brother John, it's uh, it's an order to drive out the Canaanites, and you know uh, God sent Moses and the children of Israel into Canaan, told them to go and drive out the inhabitants of the land, you know, and to occupy it, get rid of the giants. And there's a warning there that if uh, we will not drive out the inhabitants, then those that we were to drive out, the demons, in modern context, will be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they'll vex you in the land wherein you dwell. And moreover, it shall come to pass that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. So I've been meditating on that uh, for about the last week to two, and um, I believe that's our mandate, Brother Gogan, to go out and set the captives free in Jesus' name, drive out the demonic spirits from the body of Christ, and as uh, people get set free, they have an obligation to do the same and go out and, and pluck people out of the fire. And if we don't do give that, that, folks... Give that, give that text again. Yes, sir. It is Numbers 33, verses 50 to 56. And uh, I, I received that from a brother. He said, I have a word from the Lord. And I sat there and I, I looked at that and, wow. I mean, I just, uh, I just, my jaw dropped open. I said, God have mercy. There is no turning back. And that came right on the hills, brother, of talking to two other ministers, and they were telling me, you know, I'm retiring, I'm throwing in the towel, it's over with, and I said, brother, go read Numbers 33. That's not only for me, but but you and, and anybody else who at this time, when the greatest battle that's getting re- that will ever be fought in the Spirit, when the host of hell are massing and coming against the body of Christ, if you go AWOL at this time, um, they're just going to clobber you. Uh, there is no turning back. We must get into the battle and uh, go forward, or the the demons will take you down. And um, amen. amen. So uh, that's an, that's so, just so a you're mandate. Either, you're either a casualty or you're 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 someone who's conquering. Yes. And if I could, uh, I, I mentioned numbers thirteen. It's actually numbers twelve three. I apologize. I knew there was a one or three in there somewhere. Numbers twelve three. I don't want anybody looking up thirteen and saying, "Wait a minute, it's not there." He's uh, he's doing uh, you know biblical eisegesis. Uh, it's my fault. It's Numbers twelve three, and it's a great verse, and it's God's obviously God's comic because Moses wrote it, and being a meek man, he's not going to write that about himself, but he was inspired obviously by the Holy Spirit to include that because he was indeed the most humble man on all the earth. And, you know, brother, we found out that people who humble themselves, I remember when I was getting prayer for the first time, about four times, five times of prayer, hardly anything happened. Probably the fourth or fifth time, third or fourth time, you know, something happened, and it just a little, just a little muscle quiver kind of a thing. Or, uh, and I thought, well, probably just, probably just nothing. And then uh, the next time for prayer, I'll tell you, I had I really humbled myself. I said, Lord, I really want to confess this hidden area. And as a pastor, I want to just, I don't care who, who knows, I just want to confess it. I want to uh, really repent of it. I want to deal with it. And then all of a sudden, as, as man, within a minute after confessing that, the brother, and mind you, nothing had happened before. Or, you know, there's one minor thing. And then within a minute, less than a minute after humbling myself, man, this, I'll tell you, this related spirit in that area just came right up to the surface, 
you know, was growling in my throat, cr- clenching my teeth and, cl- and and clenching my eyes, so to speak, is kind of my, causing my eyes to squint. And I was thinking, man, I'm not doing this. So either number one, I'm crazy. Which I think I can still read my watch, so I'm not crazy. I can still think, uh, or there's someone else home here with me, and brother, ever since then, it was off to the races. So exactly right, possessing the land, going in and 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 just pulling out one demon at a time, and and hitting these things, and of course, it, and that's the next thing I wanted to talk about, and that's it's so important for repentance. And, uh, you know, brother, one of the things we do when we're praying with people, and we're going to do it tonight during the Mass Deliverance uh, Live that we have planned, Lord willing, Lord enabling, is uh, is coming against uh, the, the, the sin uh, that, uh, that those spirits represent. And, uh, you know, I was sharing with a brother in, in a conversation today uh, earlier that wherever you see sin listed in the Bible, you you know you see sister sins so to speak and there's you know a list of eight or five or ten different sins they're related sins but they're they're different you know you can wherever that sin is you can find a demon behind that sin and it's a major key for deliverance for freedom because you you can rest assured that those those other spirits are probably there work, working with that of that one demon in that one area so if you're finding you know uh malicious gossip or or gossip there's probably uh hatred there as well you'll find a spirit of an evil spirit of hatred and of course as pastor Worley used to tell us you know they don't come in, in onesies and twosies uh, they come in as wolf packs. So, you know, there's, when I say a spirit, I mean there, there, there's more than one demon there. And you you have to treat it that way. But uh, one of the key verses who I love, which I love in the Bible is uh, Proverbs 28.13, which says, If uh, he who conceals his, his sin will not prosper. And, you know, a lot of Christians, brother, they're just not prospering. They're not prospering uh, materially. They're not prospering. Uh, spiritually, they're not prospering uh, in their in their homes. They're not prospering in their workplace. Seems like everybody else is getting promotions, and they're not. And and uh, or they even lo- they even lost their job. And uh, you know, we find that there are real curses that come down family lines. There are curses, that, and and of course, spirits of destruction. Whether it's destruction of health, destruction of job, destruction comes in with pride. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall, Proverbs sixteen eighteen. But here in uh, Proverbs twenty eight thirteen, he who conceals his sins will not prosper. So the best thing to do is humble yourself and confess the sin before God and and even to another accountability partner, brother, or if you're a sister in the Lord, another sister in the Lord, or if it's uh, in a church setting, you know, confess it and begin prospering. Because if you don't, you're not going to prosper. Look at the second half there. But he who renounces, confesses, and renounces, confesses, and forsakes uh, them, their, his, their sins, will find mercy, will find compassion. And uh, so it's so important to renounce sin. And one of the things we're going to do tonight, of course, is we're going to announce uh, some of these sexual areas and uh, deal with the end-time lust, deal with 
some of the other lust and and uh, spirits related and hopefully uh, there can be an opportunity for people to get some you know just real good help uh it's one thing to crucify the flesh it's quite another thing to be able to really have some victory by getting these uh, wicked foul ungodly spirits out that bind us that harass us that drive us and those are the things that demons do so well but they will not leave, they cannot leave, until the person truly repents. And, uh, you know, repentance for sin, for salvation is one thing. But ongoing repentance in the person's life as a Christian, as a child of God, First John 1, 8 and 9, you know, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we name our sins, confess our sins, and the Greek is say the same thing about our sins as God says about them. If we confess our sins, name our sins, uh, say the same thing about our sins as God says. He is faithful because of Calvary, what his son did, and just to forgive us of our sins, to loose us from our sins is the, is the Greek word there, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I believe part of that cleansing process is not only from the sin, uh, the unrighteousness, uh, but also the unrighteous spirits that are within us. And this is one thing that God... Uh, desires to do in us so we can experience the freedom that his son secured for us on Calvary and also uh, secured for us because of the authority and the power that he's given us. So it is absolutely essential to when you're talking with people to make sure that they have renounced the sin. I remember praying with a brother once and Nothing was happening. He wanted deliverance from nicotine and addiction to cigarettes and the Indian witchcraft usually that goes with it, tied into it, and related. And, uh, he, you know, he hadn't thrown the cigarettes away. I said, Brother, we can't pr- I'm not praying for you. He says, Why not? I said, Because you're not serious about your sin. You have to throw those things away. You can't have a hidden pack at home. You have to really, truly want freedom. Because uh, otherwise you're just wasting your time and wasting mine and wasting God's time because uh, you're not going to get any help. You need to be serious with your sin, to truly renounce it. And renounce it means, you know, kind of like slamming the door shut on it and really hating it. You say, well, what if I fall back into it again? Well, if you do, then same thing as you fall in a puddle. You kind of hose yourself off with the blood of Jesus. And you say, Lord, I really from my heart don't want to do this, don't want to fall down again. Help me. And he will. You know, First John 2, 1 and 2, you know, my little uh, children, I would that you would not sin. That's God's ideal. But when we do sin, here's the practical. When we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. By the way, it doesn't say Mary. Uh, she's not co-redemptrix. She's in heaven as a blood-bought saint, bought by her son's blood, and has nothing to do with running heaven and has nothing to do with being a queen in heaven. That's all uh, Babylonian, uh, Babylonian mishmash uh, tied into Semiramis and Tammuz, mother-child worship. It roots back in Babylon. Those are just spirits, evil spirits that are pushing that, that, uh, those lies. Brother, let me make and, uh, one comment on that. Um, I engaged some people this week on that very subject. And, folks, if uh, you are praying to Mary, you may very well be guilty of necromancy. It's that serious. She is dead. Yes. And uh, there is nowhere that we are to pray. In fact, uh, when Jesus was ministering, his disciples came up to him and said, Hey, your, your mother and your brothers are without. 
outside this this crowd. They want you to come over and talk to them. And uh, what did he say, brother, about who his mother and father was? And brother, anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my mother, my brother, my sister. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a, a very good point, and it, it is um, absolutely essential to understand that we have one advocate, one advocate, First uh, John two two, and then we also there's one. As Paul says to Timothy, there's one mediator, not a mediatrix. There's one mediator between God the Father and mankind, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. And uh, so, very important to remember that. And, and that's again, you know, why it's so important to make sure someone is truly saved. Um, doesn't matter what church they they went to. It doesn't matter uh, what denomination. Uh, always probe and find out really what they're relying on, who they're relying on for their salvation. Because you don't want to, you know, try to cast demons out of people and, and or pray for healing for people who, who aren't saved yet. You know, unless on the very occasional, uh, those, the whole, God the Holy Spirit tells you to do it, then you do it. And if Jesus tells you to do it, you do it. You obey. And give them the salute. But otherwise, uh, you, in most cases, 95% plus that I've seen over these years, you make sure that they're saved. And uh, and, they, and as I said first, they got to want it. You don't want it more for them. If they're not ready, uh, you know, the, God doesn't work in our timetable. He works according to his own timetable. And sometimes, from our perspective, it's pretty slow. And it's so important to be, just be led by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 says what? Those who are continually, this is the Greek, those who are being led, those who are continually, it's in the present tense, a present passive voice, being led, being continually led, moment by moment, by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. These are the daughters of God. So just be led by the Spirit. How do, how do you do that? Well, again, you've got to keep those sin accounts short. You've got to be in constant communication with heaven. Paul says pray without ceasing. You've got to be constantly applying 1 John 1, 9. As soon as you sin and thought, word, deed, attitude, I'm sorry, Lord, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, forgive me and apologize to someone if you, if you said it to them. Uh, use those nine important words. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Please forgive me. Humble yourself. And then uh, as heaven sees that, then uh, obviously uh, the Holy Spirit will, uh, as you ask him to infill you, to refill you, so to speak, uh, he will uh, do that. And uh, you'll be able to be led by him on a moment-by-moment -moment basis and be able to pray with people in these uh, in this sign very significant area where the church uh, really, by and large, has dropped the ball. Amen to that. And I will add, um, it's very crucial, folks, to uh, forgive. Because what does the Word say? Jesus says, you know, uh, I will not forgive you if, if you haven't forgiven others. You know, the daily prayer is, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who have trespassed against me. So uh, if you want forgiveness from the Lord, you must first forgive and uh, if you do not forgive and you have bitterness and unforgiveness, those demonic spirits will come in and you keep them around long enough, uh, you're likely to uh, get some nasty diseases that can come from these demons, such as cancer and arthritis in some cases. So it's a, it's a warning to, uh, to forgive and don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I thought I would throw that in. Yeah, and, and that's uh, absolutely uh, rooted in... in uh 
And Jesus, uh, very uh, to me, uh, scary words in uh, Matthew, thir- Matthew 18, 34, 35, where he says that if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart, you know, i.e., from the core of your being, really meaning it, not just with you know with your mouth on a surface level, uh, my Father, he says, my Father will turn you over. God the Father will turn us over to the tormenting spirits. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are on, uh, you know, brother, on psychotropic, you know, drugs, medication, uh, or they try to medicate themselves and go to the bars. And wow. uh, the reason they're doing that is because they're being tormented. And the sad thing is, is that as they sin more, more demons come into them, and which torment them more. Yes. So it's like a downward spiral, and these diseases, you know, cirrhosis of the liver, cirrhosis spirit comes in, lodges in the liver, and begins to, you know, corrode that, and then uh, not only the, the, you know, the, the reason they call it intoxicated is because it's toxic. Alcohol is a poison, uh, and it poisons our bloodstream, it poisons our brain cells, it poisons the cells of our body, and that's why it's so important that when, you know, uh, we're coming face to face with truth that we don't just turn the other way and say, "Well, I'll handle it my own way." And uh, when we do that, we end up uh, just worsening things instead of just doing what the Word of God says, and that is uh, forgiving people from your heart. Uh, forgive as you've been forgiven, and uh, God's forgiven each of us for probably you know one. I can't even imagine what a trillion is, uh, but you know one trillion dollars. Uh, I believe. I believe one trillion, what did I hear the other day? I know it was a billion or a trillion, one of those. You know what, a thousand million is uh, is a billion? Yeah. So That's a lot. A trillion is going to be a lot more. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think it's a trillion because obviously a thousand days, but this uh, this uh, person did the math, and if you, you spent a million dollars a day since the time of Christ, you wouldn't go through it. Wow. That was, a, that was one trillion dollars. So, you know, we've been forgiven for, for you know, and... An unimaginable amount of sin that that we owe God, owe God's holiness and justice, and for us not to forgive someone for ten bucks or a hundred bucks is ridiculous. And this is the way. This is what God says. So the, the tormenting spirits come into us. It's not worth it. I've experienced it personally. It's not worth it. It's better just to forgive, let it go. And by the way, you have to forgive as an act of your will. You say, well, I don't feel it. You're not going to feel it probably. The feeling's not going to go till the demons leave, until there's healing. And uh, with forgiveness, it's primarily and foremost, it's an act of our will. We will to forgive. We're willing to forgive. We're willing to let it go, tear up the IOU, that the person owes us an apology or owes us some money or owes us a material thing that they, that they destroyed. Whatever it is, uh, just let it go. Just tear it up in your mind. And we're going to go through the forgiveness prayer, brother, tonight and make sure that at least we cover that base. Now, again, uh, the rest of it is between you and God. There's no way I can, you know, reach through the, uh, the Internet with my, with my hand and kind of, uh, uh, you know, pull those demons out of you. Uh, I can't reach through the, through, the, through the radio or, you know, the phone line. Uh, it's impossible. Uh, this is some, where someone ha- has to be honest with the Lord and has to be meaningfully from their hearts and with their mouths confessing from their hearts and their minds that they will to forgive. And then once they will to forgive, 
then there's an open, open, the ground is clear, clear for, the, for the demon to be pulled out. And when Jesus pulls him out, and uh, the angels help him, and and uh, we use his authority and power that he's given us, delegated. Uh, then, when that spirit of bitterness, unforgiveness, retaliation, revenge, cold, we even, brother, we even ran into a demon called cold shoulder. Good grief! Have you ever run into someone who gives you the cold shoulder? Absolutely. Yeah, they literally turn their shoulder to you like they don't want to talk to you. Get away from me! I don't, you know. <laughs> That's a, it's a spirit. They're manner They don't even know it, but they're manifesting a spirit called cold shoulder. And uh, again, how practical it is. And it, it, these spirits are just. Uh, and I've always said I don't believe some some of us have even, have even met ourselves yet. It's almost like you know one demon after another that just comes up to the surface. And this is one of the reasons why they hate you know real deliverance truth, the kind of pastor worldly taught us, because it works. And again, it's not. Uh, anything that is uh, going to, you know, uh, make you know make your bacon in the morning, it's not going to fry your bacon, it's not going to make your eggs, it's not going to put the toast in the toaster. It's just going to help you to do it better. It's going to help you to be able to do it. And uh, you know, deliverance just frees us, so we are freer to uh, serve the Lord and to serve one another. That's really what it is. And a lot, you know, I, brother, the people who fall back. You know, I, I, I've had some one brother I'm thinking of. You know, got got deliverance for five years. Now he wasn't here for every service. Uh, that that kind of counted against him. But uh, he was here, you know, once a week on average. Uh, you know, would miss a few weeks here and there. So let's say out of a consistent five years, he was here for for a consistent three three and a half years. And this brother got some really good freedom. Got some really good freedom from some areas. Had a strong Catholic background. Got some really good freedom, but the problem is he was playing with the world and uh, playing with sin. And you know, instead of using the freedom in order to choose, you know, uh, righteousness, uh, he used the freedom to choose unrighteousness and ended up using the freedom to kind of, you know, do more evil than good. And uh, sadly, he ended up uh, falling away. And uh, it, it's so sad because some people will get some such good help. And they'll just fall away because they think that their, you know, their hands are being untied by the Lord, so they can, and you know, go steal some uh, some merchandise from the store. Uh, that's not the reason God unties our hands. He unties our hands so we can uh, be in the involved in untying others' hands, and so we can, brother, kind of like with my imagery here, kind of just lifting our hands up to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And uh, speaking of hands, you mentioned there's a demonic spirit of uh, cold shoulder. I think it's got a brother called Talk to the Hen. Have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've if I've run into him yet, but as I said, I, the, the more uh, I'm in the truly full gospel ministry, brother, the, the more I'm amazed what's in me, what's been in me. And, uh, you know, my uh, my father was Jewish. And uh, it's amazing some of the Jewish spirits that have been cast out of me. I mean, I've had anger that went back to, you know, uh, before Calvary that had followed down wow. the family lines. As I said, I, I'm, you know, I, I can't tell this to too many people because they're going to think I'm, you know, totally Meshuggah, um, totally crazy. And uh, I've lost it. And as soon as they see me, they're going to run. So uh, I'm not crazy. I'm just, some of the things are just amazing. Uh, some of these demons that come down the family lines and 
and have been in us for in our family lines for thousands of years, for hundreds yes. of years. And we're not that old, of course, but but the spirits that have come down the family lines are, and these are called generational spirits, or the Bible calls them familiar spirits, family line spirits. They're familiar with our with our with our relatives. They know what trips us up. Uh, those involved in the occult call, tell us there's a place called the Akashic Records. I don't know if you ever heard of them. And uh, somewhere they call it in the astral plane, uh, you know, basically somewhere in the spirit realm, where Satan has records on every human being. And those records are essentially, you know, uh, obviously Satan's not not omniscient, uh, all knowing as the Godhead is. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, he uh, has to rely on his demons for for information. Now he's you know he's brilliant. Uh, you know, alone you're no match for him. Alone I'm no match for him. Uh, with Jesus' authority and with the shield of faith up and the word of God's power, we are. And uh, in humility, of course. And uh, but in these Akashic records, you know, they know what tripped up your you know great grandmother, your great 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 grandfather. Uh, they know what tripped up your 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 father when he was 14. They know everything about you. Not, not about everything, but they know a lot about us. So they know the triggers. They know the areas of weakness. They know the susceptibility. And that's why uh, it's so important to rely on the Holy Spirit and to uh, know the Word of God when you're dealing with them and uh, you know to follow these basic, basic uh, principles in, uh, in praying with, with others. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that, brother. I mean, just as God has his scribes, and it says you'll give accounting for every idle word, uh, you know, there's the book of life. I do believe that Satan has uh, his own demonic books and demonic scribes that are recording information, and he'll use it against, uh, you know, it says Satan is the accuser of the brethren. I believe that uh, he does keep that kind of information. In fact, uh, I don't have time in this show to, to share the, uh oh Pastor John, do you know what time it is? Um, oh, wow. Yes, uh, well, I, well, no, I, not from that standpoint. You've got plenty of time, but I'll, <laughs> I like to document what's going on. I'm looking at my clock. It says 9-11. And uh, well, that's a whole other show, folks. I keep seeing 9-11 or 3-3-3. So, uh, no, we've got plenty of time. Let me throw it back to you, but <laughs> just so people don't think I'm crazy. Yeah. The uh, you know the other, one of the one of the other practical things is you know we we've we've counseled people over the years uh, who are receiving prayer uh, to be careful of what they wear uh, to a certain extent you know each of us walk talk and dress our demons and I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit's not there that Jesus is not uh, you know there I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a hundred percent. But, uh, you know, a lot of the, the dress that Christ, some Christians wear, you know, is really problematic. You know, the Bible's clear about, it, especially women, uh, dressing modestly, not exposing, not drawing attention to areas that, you know, they don't need to be drawing attention to. And, uh, you know, except for their spouses. And, um, you know, it's so important, especially with something like occult jewelry. You know, we always get the women, you know, the women mad at us. When we mentioned uh, pierced ears, now we got the men mad at us too. You know, who would ever think that men would be wearing uh, pierced ears and would be having pierced ears? You know, and by conversely, you remember the day, brother, when only men had tattoos? Yes, sir. And listen, I I was in a uh, Five Guys in a Burger the other day, getting a great hamburger and fries, and I looked down and 
this girl was filling up with tea and she was wearing flip-flops and I, I saw something on her, on her foot that caught my eye and it was a humongous spider. And uh, another girl had uh, wings uh, drawn on her spinal cord when one of these open dresses. I mean, you know, right out there in public view. I mean, you're seeing it everywhere. It used to be just men had tattoos. Now, everybody's got tattoos, it seems. Yeah, and of course, the, 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 the problem is is that, uh, you know, it's so important that um, when it comes to what we wear, uh, and, and especially on our skin, you, you know, the, the Bible's clear in the Old Testament, you know, no markings on the body, no tattoos, and... Uh, and of course, no cuttings into the flesh. And of course, you yes. got to draw blood to have a, to have a deep tattoo, a permanent tattoo. That's right. And uh, you remember uh, with Elijah's confrontation with Baal uh, and Baal and Baal, actually in Hebrew, and Baal's prophets, that uh, they you know they began cutting themselves. It's a pagan practice. It's something that is involved in demon worship. Yes, basically Baal was. He was a fertility uh, Canaanite uh, demon, and. Uh, it's so important that we uh, are careful to obey the Word of God when it comes to these uh, these things. And for instance, with the with with the women and and now men, of course, sadly, uh, pierced ears. If you study the Old Testament, you'll find that pierced ears are, are a sign of slavery and harlotry. That's right. A slave would have his, uh, you know, he would be taken to the to uh, kind of like a platform where. Uh, you know, wooden platform, and he, they would take an awl and they would drive it into the lobe of the ear and put an earring on. So that meant you were the slave, uh, and you were owned by by a certain person, either until you paid your debt off or until uh, you were released on the year of jubilee or something. Uh, and so too with uh, when it comes to pierced ears, there are also uh, signs of harlotry. Uh, women who were whores would have their ears pierced. And uh, so it, you say, well, I don't mean it that way. I just, you know, I just like wanted to do it. And someone challenged me, and it was kind of funny, and we did it. Uh, it. It doesn't matter how we look at it. It matters how God looks at it. I'll give you an illustration. You know, the, the brother, the, the, you know what the swastika is. It's a very powerful occult symbol, by the way. Yes. Uh, it, coming out of uh, Indians, Indian uh, culture, and uh, Hitler knew that. That's why he uh, he chose it. And because uh, you know he wanted the the the, uh, the the power that the that Satan gives, and uh, the the, uh, the the swastika, you know, you say, well, you know, I'm just going to have one uh, put on a hat, and I'm going to go visit a, a one of the, go to the Holocaust Museum, uh, you know, down in Washington D.C. or or, or in, uh, in, uh, in in Europe, uh, one of the uh, Holocaust uh, you know camps, and you think. And someone comes up and they say, you know, they're very offended by that. You say, well, I don't think it's that bad. In fact, I just kind of like, uh, you know, cross, inverted cross, whatever it is, you know, just the left and the right angles of it. I, I like geometry. Brother, it's not how you, what you think of it. It's what, it's what the, the offended party thinks of it. And, of course, even with Paul, you know, the, the, the law of love, the royal law of love, the law of Christ is, is, you know, you don't offend people unnecessarily like that. So therefore, uh, that's kind of an example or, uh, that I use. You know, it's not how we look at things. It's how God sees them. And in the Old Testament, uh, these are signs of harlotry and, and slavery. And that's one of the reasons why you don't want to do it. Uh, not only that, but the tattoos and, and occultic uh, uh, earrings. 
someone asked me if earrings are okay. Yeah, as long as they clasp on the ears, and they're not occult symbols, like stars, uh, five-pointed pentagrams. Uh, and again, uh, I know I've been accused by some people of legalism and putting people back under bondage, and of course it has nothing to do with that. These are just practical things that we've, we've seen. I was at a, a, a mini-workshop you know, that I did in, in New England, and one uh, sister, I, I hope she was saved, I don't know, maybe that was the problem, she wasn't, but she just manifested and uh, spread all kind of rumors about me afterwards and, and caused disruption and division. The demons didn't like it when I said that uh, a lot of your turquoise, turquoise comes from the Midwest and is tied into Indian witchcraft. And there are spirits that are that go with the turquoise, and if you wear it, uh, guess what? You just open the door for those spirits into India. Absolutely. You know, folks, it's just like having an Indian arrowhead in your collection. Yep. And uh, there's been a number of cases where people have been delivered only after they got rid of the arrowheads, which they found out had curses placed on them by the Indians to shoot straight and kill either game, whether it be rabbit or men. And when they picked them up took them to their home, there was uh, a curse still on that. So you've got to be very careful. And uh, clearly, uh, men who are walking around with earrings, uh, that's always been known since the beginning of time as a sign of you are a slave. So, you know, you're opening yourself up to demonic attack. I believe that these are demonic gateways. Um, if we didn't love you, we wouldn't be telling you the truth. Uh, you need to get rid of that stuff. And uh, if you're considering getting a tattoo, you need to think twice about it uh, because clearly you're not supposed to be making a cutting on your flesh. And, uh, you know, brother, I think it goes it goes even deeper. Uh, I think that uh, that could be a sign uh, that someone probably has a demon of rebellion. Because why do a lot of men want to, you know, put an earring there? You know, they're, it's, it's you know, they may be a homosexual now if they have it on the, the certain ear, but if you have it on the other ear, I believe that's a sure sign that you may have a rebellious spirit. So, you know, it's just something to check. Yeah, uh, It's certainly nothing I'm going to risk. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can't understand some people. You know, as you said, they just they don't listen, and and uh, it's sad because they end up you know at least having the possibility or, or of of a, you know some open doors. And if there's one thing I know, none of us need it's it's more you know more infestation, shall we say? We don't need more. We need less. We need the, the you know the Lord to free us. So we can uh, we can really get help. We've also found that you know that uh, that it's just very very important what we wear. Uh, you know, we ran into this. Uh, have you ever heard of Paisley's? Paisley's yes, sure. Are, Paisley you know, ties, tear, so forth. Yeah, it kind of teardropped uh, figures, and we found that a lot of Paisley's, as well as of course the tie-dyed shirts, uh, you know, uh, that uh, were simple, you know, and still are. Uh, on the followers of the Grateful Dead group and stuff, and Jerry Garcia and so forth, that they're again they're all tied into the occult. They open the doors for, for more spirits, uh, and uh, it's so important. You know, Jesus said that uh, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And we're just sharing some of the truth that can set you free if you want freedom. If you want to keep the stuff, you know, God gives you the option of doing it, um, but it's at your own peril, and is at the peril of your family. So uh, you know it's so important. And, you know, maybe one of these uh, times, brother, we can we can talk about the whole genre of music. Um, and uh, we had one workshop here 
uh, at Agape, I want to say probably about, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, five, six years ago, where the entire workshop was on music. Someone, uh, one of the preachers did a, uh, did a message on, on hip-hop and, and rap. Another one uh, did, uh, uh, I did a message, part A and part B, on Pan. Pan is the, uh, is, uh, the uh, demon uh, who's uh, delegated by Satan to literally run the world's music, especially rock, particularly rock and roll. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, a lot of Christians will listen to jazz and go look up the word in a, in a good encyclopedia. And you'll find that the word jazz is basically that you know in jazz uh, when uh, they were singing it, uh, the lyrics they would use would be kind of like uh, uh, secret words words for things. And uh, the word jazz comes from gas, and a gas is an orgasm. Oh, wow! So uh, you're basically we've got to do a whole show on that. On music, yeah, and I'm telling you, there's so yeah, it's, it's a huge open door, and it is a door, as uh, as I like to quote uh, Jimi Hendrix himself, who said that we use that rock and roll is our religion, and we use it like a can opener to open your soul. That's the truth. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I heard him say that, folks. How? Uh, not not in person, but uh... <laughs> yeah, how how. How, how obvious can you be? I mean, it's like, uh, you know, he's telling you exactly what they're doing, and then, you know, us foolish people just listen and say, oh, you know, we act like we're totally, uh, you know, deaf and dumb. And uh, i tell you how serious it is, brother. I had a report to come in from a, a brother in Kentucky that uh, he heard Lady Gaga say that she is on a mission to take down Christianity. And uh, lo and behold, no sooner had I heard that than uh, we know of two other reports of a uh, Jezebel spirit jumped into a uh, a lady who's married to some ministers of God, and it came in after they were listening to Lady Gaga. So, folks, uh, music is a definite uh, demonic gateway. You've got to be very careful. You've got to be careful what you watch, um, the movies that you watch. And uh, I wanted to make one side comment, brother, when we were talking about clothing. And uh, part of the program tonight... Uh, Pastor John is going to be doing the mass deliverance, uh, you know, sexual strongholds, uh, the area of lust, and so forth. And um, what I wanted to make a comment on that is, brother, uh, there are reports of Christians letting their daughters go into church dressed like Britney Spears, with shirts coming up the the, the back. And uh, folks, that should not be. We've got Christians out there that uh, go out in public and let their daughters wear shorts up to their butt cheeks. And I'm, I won't be any more graphic than that. Okay, um, you're setting people up for a fall. What about the men who see this? Okay, are, are, do, you, do you think that pe- men are not human? They're going to look and a spirit of lust can jump on them. So, you know, you are contributing to people receiving a spirit of lust. Those should not be. And we need to be very careful how we dress. If we dress so provocatively that it causes people to fantasize, then you could be setting them to commit adultery in their heart. Jesus says, if you even look on a woman uh, and you know lust after her in your heart, you've committed adultery. And uh, you're an accomplice to that. So you've got to be very careful. We need to um, look at what our kids are wearing before they step out of the house. 
not just cut them loose. That's why we've got 15-year-olds getting pregnant, folks. Okay? We need to take responsibility as parents if you have kids and monitor how they're dressing, monitor the music they're listening to, and monitor the movies they're going to. Uh, I want to just uh, preach there for a moment. Let me throw it back to you. Uh, brother, um, amen, amen, amen. Those are good words. Uh, I wanted to mention before we get into um, into some deliverance time, first renunciation, you know, again, slamming the door shut. Leviticus 19.28, you shall not make any cuts in your body for the dead, nor make any tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. I am uh, capital L-O-R-D. That means uh, I'm Yahweh. So it's so important, Leviticus 19.28, that uh, we don't follow the patterns of the godless nations around us. Scripture says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Transformation comes with a determination in our hearts and in our minds first to, uh, to be godly, to be godlike, to be Christ-like. And uh, that can only come when we stay away from the things of the world so we're not polluted by them. And uh, it's amazing the avenues by which the demons come into us, and we've got to steer clear of those things. And uh, tattoos is one of them. Leviticus nineteen twenty-eight. Uh, one more thing, by the way, is in Deuteronomy, um, God, God's word talks about not bringing a cursed object in your in our homes, and of course uh, that can cover a multitude of areas. From African head masks to uh, 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 paintings that we don't know the origin of. I remember Pastor Willie used to say he was in, in Indonesia five times uh, in in uh, uh, Jakarta, the capital, and he said anything from the island of Bali, uh, throw it away, because everything made by the Indonesians on the island of Bali is dedicated to evil spirits. Whoa! Wow! Because the evil spirits give them. Uh, the ability to make and paint and, and be creative. So they dedicate it first to the spirits, so the spirits go into the object, and then wherever they're shipped out by Pier 1 or any other you know, stores around the world, uh, they get into the homes that way. And uh, it's so important to, to know, you know what you have, who made it. Uh, and I'm not talking about appliances and, and uh, obvious electronics made in China. I'm talking about things like dolls. You know, look at the word doll in in the encyclopedia. It comes from the word idol. It really? took the I off and added an L. Interesting. I never saw that before. Wow. And uh, look up, look it up. Just look up, you know, don't, you know, wherever you, uh, whatever culture of the world, you know, there were Indian corn dolls. There were uh, voodoo dolls uh, in New Orleans and, and, uh, Louisiana and in, in Haiti and uh, come on, so much of this stuff is. I remember Pastor Worley said that uh, he was preaching on this once, and this uh, uh, couple went home, and this gal remembered that she had uh, a doll in her attic. So uh, she sent her husband up to the attic, and. Uh, he uh, he went to bring the doll outside to hit it to smash it with the hammer, and it talked to him and said, "Don't don't hurt me. I won't come out at night and bother you." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was even a movie called Chucky. Oh, Ch- yeah, I remember Chucky. 
Yes. Chucky one and Chucky two. But what do you? Where do you think that the, the bride of Chucky? Truth, where do you think the kernel of truth comes from for that movie? I mean, brother, I'll add. Uh, of I'll add a story in there, folks. Uh, are you laughing at what we're saying? Let me tell you, this is a true story. There was a lady who had several hundred dolls, and she was under physical attack. And a uh, suggestion was made to her, you may need to get those dolls out of your house. So she was one to try anything. They cleared out all the dolls in their, their, uh, their house, and the husband said, oh, wait a minute, we forgot about the ones in the attic. They go up into the attic, and she had another hundred dolls there. And the husband goes up the steps, and he, uh, he goes into the, the attic, and it's real darkly, dimly lit. And as he starts to move these dolls out, he hears something speak. It says, Mama, come help us. He's trying to destroy us. And I, I'm sure that guy ran out of there. <laughs> like Grease Lightning, folks, the, the demonic uh, came out of those dolls. I would get them all out of your house. Uh, you don't know where they, they come from. And some of them clearly have curses on them. <laughs> There's another uh, story that Pastor World used to uh, tell from his ministry where um, there was a gal again who had a, uh, you know, kind of like an heirloom or a doll that was handed down to her, you know, really old. And uh, it was in her, in her china cabinet. And when she heard, you know, the truth of this teaching, uh, she took it out and as she was pulling it, the doll apparently was kept together by pins. Wow. And when she took the pins out, uh, the arthritis and, and the pain that she was dealing with just disappeared. That's like a voodoo doll, isn't it? Yeah. Something, some witchcraft, something was tied into that. So all I'm saying is Deuteronomy 7, just, you know, I like the King James Version best on that. You know, don't take any cursed object in your home, in your house, lest you become cursed like it. What about troll babies? You know, the ones with the green spiked hair? Don't, no, no, don't believe me. Don't, do not believe me. Because uh, just look it up for yourself, you know? We used to have those as kids, folks, and there are stories of people saying that those things animated. And they put crystals in the belly button, so it's a, it's a gateway, is it not? Yeah, d- d- again, New Age. Tied, it, it, uh, again, just look up uh, either Google, go to Wikipedia, somewhere, do some research, go to the library, go, look, do some research on trolls, and you'll find that basically they're just, um, they're just demons, European demons. Yes. Same thing with fairies, same thing with elves, same thing with uh, these... Genies? Uh, you know, yeah, uh, it, it, they're, they're little people, they're all, something, again, the demons will appear in different forms. Leprechauns. Uh, Leprechauns, they'll talk to you. They'll tell you about, you know, how to gain riches. Uh, the word genius, I was telling someone the other day, comes from the word jinn, which is the Arabic form for demon. So basically a genius, by definition, is someone who is demonically intelligent. They're intelligent well, the, beyond their years because the, the demons make them more intelligent. Did you hear they just uncovered the cave over there? I believe it's in uh, Saudi Arabia, where they uh, they say the whole book of you know Arabian Nights was based on where the the big genie cave and it's so humongous. I mean, uh, I mean, I would you could fit a couple aircraft carriers in there, and people are going over there and and paying to go into this uh, into this cave. I just thought I'd mention that as a side note, but I wouldn't step foot in there for all the demons that are probably in there right now. Yeah, and of course, um, Jesus talks about the dry places. You know, they don't like the, there are certain areas 
at night the uh, you know the Bedouin uh, won't even go into because of you know the spirits will come out and chase the camels and wow. scare everybody and uh, they won't even go there at night because it's uh, it's so frightening. But these people live there. They're Bedouins. You know they they live in the desert, but they're the dry places that Jesus talked about. You know apparently uh, there a tremendous occult activity maybe Babylon um, where Babylon was and uh, Nimrod and, and the, the Tower of Babel and and when Nimrod reigned and then his wife uh, Semiramis and Tammuz the baby the boy child the reincarnation of Nimrod uh, you know a, a lot of this stuff you know uh, that's why where people have committed suicide there's uh, you know there's poltergeist phenomena why because the demons are getting psyched by it they you know they succeeded succeeded uh, a suicide spirit succeeded in killing a human and so they end up uh, going you know revisiting these places they're not people coming back they're demons that are there that have legal grounds because there was some uh, major demonic victory uh, that was accomplished there, kind of like we go to football games and we get our, ourselves kind of uh, psyched up with uh, what's going on and, and our favorite players and the, our team winning, uh, college football, NFL, whatever. Uh, the demons get psyched up too. They psych themselves up with uh, where they've had victories. No doubt about it. It's like uh, honey for the flies. It'll draw them in and uh, folks, yeah. you got to be you got to be careful. I mean, even watching movies. Uh, I wanted to make an announcement. Uh, do not go out and see Avatar, which they're re-releasing here in about a week. If you didn't get a Kundalini demon the first time around, you'll probably get it this time. Uh, they're they're bringing that back, brother. Uh, I have a sin to confess. I went out and saw uh, the Expendables movie with Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. And uh, folks, listen, it's dangerous. I'm talking from experience. I've seen thousands of movies. I don't go to see the horror movies, but two things I want to make a mention of that. And brother, we have about fifty-five minutes, so uh, we have plenty of time. Uh, if that, if you, if that's still good for you, we want to do this mass deliverance here in a minute. But I want to share a story, and that was I went out to see this uh, new movie. It's made fifty million dollars in two weeks, uh, and it had some of my favorite actors of all time: Dolph Lundgren, um, Jason Statham, Schwarzenegger. You name it. Still one of my favorites, but it's one of the most hardcore violent movies I've ever seen. And uh, two things I want to mention. I'm sitting there, brother, eating my popcorn, and lo and behold, they run the trailers before the show. And what did they have? They had the most demonic advertisement I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a lot of movies, and this was for an upcoming movie called The Last Exorcism. And uh, what a mockery and blasphemy this movie is going to be. Uh, You better not see it. Folks, it's, uh, it talks about a man who's done many deliverances, and this will be the last deliverance ever made because he comes up against demons that he just can't kick out. And he's saying, come out in the name of Jesus. I mean, it's a mockery, brother. And so I sat through, and, and uh, I said, good grief. I said, it's like the gates of hell have been opened. I've never seen such gross wickedness from coming from Hollywood. So I go to see the movie, uh, Expendables with Stallone, and it's the most violent movie I've ever seen. And, brother, I'm sitting there, and uh, my hedge of protection must have dropped. Um, one of my eyes started to flicker. And, folks, it's dangerous watching some of these movies. You can get a demon watching, or one will follow you home. Mark my words, if you're letting the kids go to Twilight, uh, Harry Potter, Avatar, uh, they're probably coming home with demons. And it's very dangerous because you suspend belief when you go to these movies, and any time you drop your hedge of protection, okay, even for the enjoyment that uh, two hours will bring in the theater, 
Um, you've dropped that hedge, and listen, Satan is an legal expert. He knows his authority, and he will use any way he can to, to gain a foothold. And, brother, uh, I'm sure something came back with me watching that movie. I mean, I literally uh, believe I remember the time it did. Um, and I'm a Christian. Folks, that's who has demons. And thank God I understand the reality of it. And as you're even talking tonight, brother, uh, my left eye started to flutter. And I'm not ashamed of that. To say every demon out is one less end. So I'm looking forward to this mass deliverance tonight because I need some deliverance myself. And uh, I'm going to think twice about going back into the theater, folks. And I would say you need to do it, too. I can say probably of the thousands of movies I've seen, less than 1% had any redeeming quality. So it's a waste of your time at best. At worst, you're going to come out of there with a demonic spirit. I'll stop preaching, brother, and give it back to you. <laughs> brother, you're preaching what I would have said. It says uh, confess your sins one to another, so I... Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, this is why I don't go to movies. Um, um, some of my favorite ones are the old ones, old black and white ones. But again, we always have to be careful because, you know, the def I love the definition of addiction I read where... You know, if you cannot put something down by an act of your will, it's become an addiction, and it's become an idol. And if if people have to go to these things, and they can't stop, uh, you know, I would go to the card catalog or go to the hard drive, and just Google up, uh, you know, addiction, uh, idolatry. Uh, we run a demon called cravings. You know, where they they, they create these cravings within you. And uh, I'm, I'm firmly convinced that one of the key doors that, that, the, that the demons use to get into us is through movies. Because whenever we're at the movie and we're watching something, you know, the Bible talks about exposing evil. It yes. talks about uh, reproving and correcting. And it talks about, um, you know, not being a part of this stuff. And when we are there, you know, watching it, saying, well, it's only acting. Um, the problem is, is we're approving of even the acting and the violence and stuff. Spirits of violence will come into us. That's right. Uh, spirits of fear, fear of rape. If, you know, you're seeing a rape scene on on, tele, uh, on the uh, on the screen, and of course, The Exorcist. Man, oh man! I remember when I saw that back in the '70s. I was in college in Philadelphia, and it was uh, probably the most terrifying movie I'd come across. And I know, in fact, I've gotten deliverance from some of the spirits years ago that came in through that movie, a lot of fear spirits, uh, because it is a revolting movie. And by the way, they actually had uh, poltergeist, you know, which in German means noisy ghost, basically a noisy demon, uh, phenomena while they were recording that movie, uh, because they were almost glorifying it. They had some, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, wimpy Catholic priests young priest and an old priest. The old priest ends up dying of a heart attack. Hello, or there's victory in Jesus' name. And uh, and the other one, you know, commits suicide by jumping out the window. So I'm thinking, you know, what kind of signal is this sending? Other than, well, it's almost a good signal in the sense that the Catholic Church is beaten because, you know, they're just different demons, religious spirits under different names. But right the, uh, the other thing is is that, you know, if, even if someone says, well, you know, that's Christianity, which it isn't, it's false Christianity, but if it, if it let's just assume it was, the, the devil beat him. So what good is that? Uh, it was a dangerous movie. I should have never seen it, and, and I, I saw, I did see some previews, 
for this one on television, and I immediately just, you know, I keep my remote very close to my hand so I can immediately change it, because even through the little short things, I'm telling you, the spirits can come into you. Fear, uh, all kinds of occult spirits. Yes. You just It's just not worth it. Again, you know, the Lord wants us free. He doesn't want us more and more bound. And, uh, again, I'm convinced uh, through the horror movies, through the violent movies, and especially, you know, through the sexual movies, you know, a lot of the lust comes in. Uh, a lot of these spirits enter into us, and, and, uh, and we have to be very careful of what we place before our eyes. Uh, you know, the psalmist says, David says, I, I, I will set before my eyes no vile thing, no evil thing, no worthless thing. So, uh, you know, how much better is it to, you know, watch a movie that's good and clean, that has, has family values, and that, uh, you know, one of the Hallmark movies, uh, or a movie that is actually God-glorifying, produced by Moody Science or, or, or some of the other good and godly movies of, of uh, Christians in the past, uh, uh, and, and watch these things. And so we're not partaking of, of and being a part. The other thing is, which we don't, every dollar we give of the $10 to the movie theater, part of that goes to Hollywood. So you're supporting the very industry that is antichrist. Yes. And that is um, so against, uh, and so part of the destruction of our nation, and so against, you know, Judeo-Christian values. So remember that, uh, you know. Uh, We're actually time. planting seed, brother, uh, yeah. in an evil harvest that is going to, uh, an evil industry that's going to export all this stuff around the world. I mean, uh, I'm not saying you go to hell, folks, if you go to the big screen. I'm not saying that at all. I'm merely saying, though, let's just be honest. For a movie to be successful, okay, it's going to have to have one of these elements. It's going to have to have sex, rape, murder, extreme violence, vulgarity, or people aren't going to go to see it. Let's just be real. Unless you want to go to Toy Story 3. But then most of the, even the animated stuff has a cult in it now. Okay, so I'm just saying, you're, you're, you're playing Russian roulette in the words of Wynn Worley when you go out and see some of this stuff. So you need to be very careful and when your kids come up and say, hey, Mom, Dad, I need 10 bucks to go to the movies. I'm going with my friend to the mall. You better ask them what movie they're going to see because they may come home with something that they didn't leave with. Let me give it back to you, brother. Yeah, and again, you know, be the parent. Don't be, you know, get, get deliverance from spirits of arrested development. Arrested mind, arrested will, arrested emotions, um, and and uh, be the parent. Don't be the big brother or the little brother and big sister. You know, be the parent, and it's so important uh, to know where. You know, I like what one pastor said. You know, tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you your future. Who you spend the bulk of your time hanging with. I'll tell you your future. And even Paul says in Corinthians, you know, good, a bad company corrupts uh, good morals. And um, my mother used to put it this way. She said, you know, son, who you hang around, it's kind of like you being on a table, you're a Christian, they're not. And who you hang around, you try to pull them up to a higher uh, spiritual level or righteous level, 
it's like you standing on a table and then standing on the ground. They're going to pull, pull you down faster than you can pull up because of gravity. And that's true. Not that you can't talk to them, but you don't do sinful things with them in order to kind of pull them up. No, 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 no. You share with them. You, uh, uh, in love, uh, speak the truth in love, Ephesians, 5, Ephesians 4 says, but you don't partake of what they're doing. And if, you know, I'm telling you, you got to be very careful, parents, of who your kids are hanging with because uh, they're going to become like them. And then we're not even talking about demonic transference. Uh, you know, when there's a soul tie established, which happens very quickly, yes, in the spirit realm, there's either a good soul tie or an evil soul tie. Uh, scripture talks about uh, the soul of Jonathan David cleaving together, tied together. And, uh, you know, it's so important uh, that when it's an evil soul tie, you know, the conversation devolves into things of the world, into sex, into both boyfriends, girlfriends, into, into sexual conquests, into laughing at, at, at filthy jokes and so forth, or just worldliness. Uh, the spirit of the world comes in. Uh, the spirits transfer from one to the other. We've we've had uh, spirits of Islam cast out of people that never went to an Islamic mosque, never studied Islam, but they came in through Islamic friends. Through wow. soul time. You say, how can that happen? I don't know. All I know is these spirits are there. I've never been to a Catholic mass, but I've had Catholic spirits cast out of me. Well, I got a word for it. <laughs> You've heard of second stream smoke, folks, and and people yep. dying that have never yeah. smoked their first cigarette. Uh, dying of uh, lung cancer, and they said they did an autopsy, and their lung looked like a person has been smoking for 20 years. Uh, you can get secondhand demons too. Uh, and you know, I will give a, a verse here. This, this, you know, the word says, "Be not, be ye not unequally yoked with, together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? Uh, you need to be careful who you associate with, uh, because yeah, there's there can be some very Dire consequences. And one of the things that happens is, through an ungodly soul tie, the demons will transfer. Now, if you have a good and godly soul tie, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is strengthened, you know, by the godliness in each of you. And, um, you know, thank God for that. And that's what Jonathan David Jonathan David had. They had a godly soul tie with each other. They also covenanted with each other as friends. And um, so it's just important who you choose. And parents, it's important for you to know who your kids are hanging with. And um, because of that. Let's get into um, mass deliverance. And brother, before you get going, uh, I'm going to just give you a... Uh give you an update on time you have 40 minutes remaining so take all the time you need and folks if you're just tuning in you're listening to pastor john gogan of agape bible fellowship uh, that's agapebible.org pastor john before you start with the mass deliverance tell people how they can get in contact with you if um, they want to get some information um, on your ministry uh, if they would like to uh, get a hold of some great deliverance books from your bookstore there how would they get in contact with you the uh, the easiest way, of course, is to just contact me by way of personal email, pjservant at aol.com, pjservant at aol.com. And, of course, you can also uh, receive questions from people over the uh, you know format at the website, agapebible.org, agape, A-G-A-P-E, 
the Greek word for love, God's kind of love for us, agapebible.org, or they're welcome to call me at the church office at 716 area code 655-5008, 655-5008, area code. We have about a, uh, about three and a half weeks until the conference, and um, we'd love to send you a flyer for free, and uh, or you can pull it up on the website, agapebible.org, and see what's uh, what's happening. And it's basically a Friday night, begins at 7. Uh, we go till about 11 o'clock, uh, and then we go out to eat and enjoy one another, those of us who want to do that. Otherwise, people go to their hotel rooms and, and, uh, and get some rest. And then uh, 11 a.m. the following morning on Saturday, we begin again with a uh, video. I usually try and have a, a kind of a reminiscing video of Pastor Worley's teaching. And I uh, love to keep Pastor Worley uh, in, the, in the forefront and, uh, and, and the truth that he was uh, so blessed with, blessed us, which blesses us as he shares God's word. And then we uh, break for lunch at 12, come back at 1.30, and then we have uh, live speakers uh, as well. And uh, Friday night there's an opportunity for deliverance prayer. And uh, Saturday as well, there's a, another mass deliverance, uh, much like what we're going to do tonight live on the air. And then, of course, Sunday we have service at 10.30, and we have opportunity for prayer as well after that. And I'm telling you, you heaven comes down and glory fills our souls, and it is um, just a wonderful time for people uh, to kind of get introduced to what is this all about. When I first got into it, it was like, what in the world is this? And uh, I soon learned that Dr. Vance Havner was right, and uh, he said the Church of Jesus Christ is so subnormal that when it gets normal, it looks abnormal. And I'm telling you, when you're casting demons out of people, like in a in a, uh, in, a, in, a in a church sanctuary, and or you're having a mass deliverance, it sounds it sounds like hell. It sounds hellish. Yes. Uh, it sounds confusing. It sounds, but there's not confusion going on. The only ones that are confused are the demons. And uh, you say, well, how do demons come out? Well, you're going to find out tonight after we do some basic uh, prayers and kind of uh, kind of clear the underbrush, as, as we'd like to say. You're going to find out that they come out through essentially uh, through uh, you know successive yawns. Uh, they tell us they come in on our breath. They ride in on our breath uh, when there's a sin legal ground there, or they leave in our breath. And what is a yawn? Well, scripture talks about shrieks. What is a scream? What is a shriek? It's basically you know uh, air coming out uh, through the uh, larynx, uh, up the throat, and uh, out. And uh, sometimes the demon just uses the voice box to shriek because he's kind of scared at that point. He's got about, you know, 10 or 15, 20 angels running after him. Uh, I don't know everything that's going on in the spirit realm, but from what I hear what the demons tell me, uh, they don't like it. And it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty frightening for them. But you know what? It's great because I love it. Uh, you know, it's about time they got frightened. And it's, instead of scaring us all the time, it's about time they got a taste of their own medicine. And uh, then, then uh, of course, uh, they, the, the deeper ones, I believe, will come out with retching and vomit. You'll kind of feel like there's a baseball of phlegm in your belly. And like as you're willing against them, again, you have to fight. This isn't you know, the time to play neutral. Uh, you've got to be in, you know, in at least first gear. And you've got to be fighting them in your mind and heart. And you want them out. If you want them out, the Lord God, the Lord Jesus will reward you, and he'll yank them out. He'll pull them out. And uh, afterwards, after the retching, 
uh, you may have another retching time. And uh, we strongly believe in manifesting. This is an area where I totally disagree with uh, the late pastor, Frank Hammond. He didn't believe in manifesting. I don't. I do not hold to that. Uh, we find that uh, they're under orders not to manifest. So when he says, you know, don't let, they don't have to manifest, don't make them manifest, just make them leave, he's kind of going with Satan at that point uh, because Satan told him, don't manifest. Don't let anybody know you're there. Stay hidden. Stay, stay kind of like the word occult means. Stay hidden. So Pastor Worley, uh, you know, was a strong believer in man. Not that they have to manifest to leave. You know, they can leave without. But uh, some of the big boys usually do manifest. And when they do manifest, it weakens them. And as they get weaker and weaker, and they, they're under more pressure, they can also give away vital information and uh, as to how they came in, when they came into the family lines. And, of course, it's not to find out uh, the future. It's always to find out, you know, the past and and how to guard from, from them coming back and, and a, a regaining entry, shall we say, or some others uh, regaining entry. So we, we become wiser Christians. So uh, we're strong. I'm a strong believer in manifesting. If you don't, well, that's your choice. Uh, I don't believe you'll, you'll see as much deliverance as you could see uh, if you did. However, um, the, uh, the key is obviously get them out. And uh, the other thing is, you know, it's so important. You will against them. You you will them out. You have to use your will. Do not become passive. Passivity is a whole nest of spirits that uh, usually is under the kingdom of Ahab. And uh, Ahab works with Jezebel, and, you know, that's another message. That's another, another doctrine. So we're going to go through some basic renunciation prayers. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, the, the, the key prayer that we, we've never seen anybody get any freedom without... The person having first forgiven. Forgiveness is a huge open door. And if you were listening to the program earlier, or maybe you just came in a few minutes ago, or maybe 20 minutes ago, and you didn't hear it, I will repeat it. You can look up in your Bibles later, Matthew 18, 34, and 35. Jesus makes one of the scariest statements, uh, fear of the Lord kind of scary, uh, in the Bible. And it has to do with uh, not forgiving others. And uh, if we don't forgive others, then at least uh, cancer and arthritis can come in, can have the open door. And, of course, if you haven't forgiven, then forgive and get cancer and arthritis out of you. We cast out a lot of spirits of cancer out of people and um, tumor and all kinds of spirits, metastasis, uh, cancer, all kinds of different names. And, again, not all the time maybe, but possibly a lot of the time, and maybe most of the time, uh, they come in with bitterness, not forgiveness. So we're going to go through the forgiveness prayer. And essentially, I just ask God, the Holy Spirit, to reveal to you uh, and me any, any person that we need to forgive. So we're going to go through uh, renunciation, shall we say, of unforgiveness. And I just want you to, as I said, uh, go through this with me. And if you're new to it, basically you just kind of, we're going to do it in bite-sized pieces because we got some time, uh, quality time, quantity time left. And uh, I don't want to rush through it because this clears the underbrush. This gives us an opportunity to uh, hit these spirits and to uh, be able to get some freedom because unforgiveness uh, is a legal ground for the demons to stay in us, especially the demons that I've mentioned, but also uh, any across the board. Because forgiveness is big with God. 
He's forgiven us for everything, and he expects us to be uh, forgiving as well. You know, Peter says in First Peter, you know, be, be continually growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. A lot of people want to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, but they don't want to grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and of God the Father. Uh, God wants us to, you know, he, they've shown a lot of grace to us, and, uh, you know, God wants us to show grace to one another as well. So, you know, uh, we've actually run a demon call easily offended. So if you find yourself being easily offended, uh, you know, you'll get rid of them. You know, ask the Lord to free you from that spirit. And as I said, it's not usually just one spirit. It's a nest of spirits that come into us. And uh, usually it's either generationally, they come down the family lines, they tell us they come in at the point of conception, not birth, but conception, because that's when the human being begins. So abortion, obviously, is murder, because you're murdering the, uh, the unborn baby. So let's go through uh, forgiveness. And uh, just if you, can, if you can, bow your heads, if you're in the car, uh, I'll just you know, ask the Holy Spirit right now, don't let any, you know, strong manifestings occurred we don't want you to get in an accident but uh if you can uh, listen to this uh and uh, mean it from your heart that's the most important thing you got to pray uh, believing without faith it's impossible to please god so uh you have to couple it with genuine trust faith and uh let's just uh let's just take it in bite-sized pieces father in heaven i confess now that in my past I have held unforgiveness, sometimes bitterness and resentment in my heart against certain people who have hurt or disappointed me. I confess it to you as sin and ask for cleansing. In accord with 1 John 1, 9's promise. Because I want to be like you, and because I want to learn to forgive others, I do now forgive the following people whom I can remember who have hurt and disappointed me. And remember what I said earlier, that forgiveness is primarily an act of your will. So just will to forgive them, want to forgive them, and the Lord will see your heart, that you really want to. See, well, I don't feel anything. You don't have to. At least right now. You'll feel something once those, that demon of unforgiveness leaves. Bitterness revenge, spite, ill will, any of those spirits, when they leave, you will feel it. And I ask God the Holy Spirit just to bring to your mind the first names and or the faces of those you need to forgive. I now freely forgive. Let's continue. I now freely forgive all these people and ask you Lord to bless them if they're still living if they're unsaved reach down and save them 
if they're saved, lead them into the full gospel. I also forgive myself for all my many faults and failures. For you have freely forgiven me. Thank you, Father in Heaven, for freedom from the load of unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. So there is the forgiveness, confession, and prayer. And again, you know, Jesus is so strong that we have to forgive. Forgiveness is a major open door to a lot of infirmity spirits, disease spirits that come into our bodies and destroy us. Remember John 10, Jesus said that the thief, and of course, you know, the underlings of the thief, the thief, Satan, his demons, come in to steal, to kill, and destroy. They steal our joy, they steal our health, they destroy our health, they destroy our Bible study time, they destroy, destroy whatever they can, our marriages, our jobs, our homes. But he said, here's the good news. He says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, have it overflowing, is the, uh, the sense there. All right, let's break some evil soul ties next. Again, I mentioned evil soul ties. I mentioned soul ties. Again, that's a whole other doctrine teaching. But for the time being, let's just, uh, it's just a real brief prayer. Let's break some uh, ungodly or unhealthy or evil soul ties. We also carry a book in the book room by uh, Bill Banks on uh, soul ties. So you may want to uh, contact me and get a copy of that and kind of brush up on it or be introduced to it. All right, let's bow our heads and pray. Father in heaven, I break and renounce, cut and loose myself, from all evil soul ties which I may have with lodges, religious systems, adulterers, drunkards, close friends, family members, church members, cults, and isms. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Just a basic, very simple prayer. If you, if you uh, get a copy of Warfare Prayers, a booklet by Wynne Worley, it's a must. And uh, in there is a, uh, a longer prayer, a fragmented soul prayer that you can Pray on a regular basis, incorporate it into your prayer closet time, as I like to say, and uh, and uh, do it on a more consistent and more detailed basis. All right, we mentioned the occult in movies and stuff, so let's uh, let's see if we can uh, confession of contact with the occult. By the way, the occult you can contact them, you know, through Ouija boards. You can contact through martial arts. Uh, we haven't even addressed that whole area of martial arts. 
you can get in contact with the culture of yoga, uh, taekwondo, uh, all kinds of martial arts uh, uh, and, and Hindu spirits. Uh, uh, we have actually come across uh, spirits that have come entered through the Beatles because of uh, especially George Harrison and uh, John Lennon's uh, tie, uh, soul tie to Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and, and, uh, and the Hinduism and uh, the, the uh, New Age uh, themes of My Sweet Lord and all kinds of rock and roll music from Zeppelin's uh, Stairway to Heaven, uh, all kinds of fooling around with the occult through various means, uh, tarot cards, horoscopes, um, spiritism, spiritualism, uh, many, many different forms uh, and ways and methods to come in contact with uh, the occult, uh, movies, um, horror movies, all kinds of different movies, uh, the sixth sense, uh, all kinds of movies you get in contact with the occult and, um, and establish on a godly soul tie with, with uh, people who are pr- promoting uh, the, 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 the sinful trash that's in the world. So let's... Um, Let's, uh, let's uh, confess it right now. So if you bow your heads just uh, believing, uh, in faith believing, let's, uh, let's pray this together. Father in heaven, I confess to you that in the past, through ignorance, curiosity, or willfulness, I have come into contact with certain occult things. I now confess this as sin and claim forgiveness in Jesus' mighty name. Specifically, I do now confess as sin and renounce all contacts which I have had with the following occult things. And I'll give you a few moments just to, so the Holy Spirit brings these things to your mind. Especially if you were involved and came out of, thank God, came out of a former cult. We kind of did some uh, breaking of evil soul ties but also confessing it as any dangerous doctrine, any doctrine that goes against the scriptures, false teaching, so important to admit it as sin, confess it as sin, get it put under the blood. Let's continue. I also renounce and confess as sin any false oaths which I may have made to any false gods and any idolatry in which I or my ancestors have been involved. In Jesus' almighty name, amen.
great book to get on curses, of course, is uh, Derek Prince's uh, prolific book, uh, exhaustive book on blessings and curses you can choose. Again, we carried it in the Gopi Bible book room. Be glad to get a, get a copy into your hands. Just make contact with me. That's and, a great uh, book. I, I will add, uh, you want to have that in your libraries, folks, along with Warfare Prayers. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, it's a game, just uh, just a classic. Sadly, there aren't too many books out there on curses. Uh, Frank Hammond has one. Uh, there are some others that that uh, John Eckert has one, I believe. But it's so important to get the comprehensive, have it as a reference tool in your library. And uh, it is it just uh, talking with a gal today, and she said she uh, she had a copy, and I said, well, make sure you read. She said, I read parts of it. I said, no, no, read the whole thing through. It'll really help uh, as you pre- prepare for coming to the uh, to the workshop in September 17th weekend. So uh, let's break some curses. Again, a curse is uh, you know something that is uh, is uh, uh, you know destruction uh, and uh, essentially a bad thing that happens uh, to us as humans. Uh, obviously, curses come with sin. Uh, but there are basically and essentially four kinds of curses. One are one kind of curse, one category, if you will, is an authority-inflicted curse. So someone in authority over you spoke something over you and against you that was bad. You know, you'll never amount to anything. You'll probably end up being being a loser in life. You know, especially if your parents said that to you. You've got to break those in Jesus' mighty name and fall out of agreement with them. And say, I can do all things through Christ, through Messiah, which strengthens me. And then uh, occult curses, which are coming at us. I wish we could just break those things blanket for the rest of our days here on earth as believers, but we, you can't. Uh, this is why, you know, breaking curses prayer is a great prayer out of uh, Pastor Worley's booklet, Warfare Prayers, that Brother had mentioned. And it's so important to, to uh, be praying those prayers on a regular basis, particularly breaking curses prayer, because we have curses coming against us, Islamic curses, death to Christians, death to Jews, death to the West. Uh, all kinds of Roman Catholic curses coming out from the Council of Trent uh, on schismatics and heretics, and basically anybody who's left the Catholic Church, uh, and all different uh, forms of curses, occult curses, uh, Masonic curses, uh, all kinds of different. So we have to break those. Then the other kind of curses, of course, are generational curses, and those are the ones that come down our family lines because of sin and sins and iniquities, uh, sins of the fathers that hold doctrine. And uh, it's so important to, to try to deal with, to get your arms around some of these things. And again, Galatians 3, 13, Christ became a curse on us, of course, every man who, who uh, hangs upon a tree. So he took every curse, every sin on his body when he died on Calvary, potentially, but we have to apply them and kind of appropriate them in our lives, much as the way we do appropriate um, uh, the cleansing and forgiveness that Calvary provided through his uh, shed blood. So uh, it's very important to do it on a regular basis, be breaking these curses, dealing with these curses. And then the fourth category, of course, real quickly, is self-inflicted curses. Over my dead body, I can't stand, you know, you have problems with your legs. Uh, they're, they're just uh, kinds of curses that we, we place upon ourselves. You've got to be very careful about how, what how you say about yourself and, and, and uh, what you think about yourself. And, uh, you know, God loves us. Our picture is on his refrigerator in heaven. And, uh, you know, we have to remember that we are valuable because we are in his son if we are truly born again. So let's break some curses. Just repeat after me. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I break any and all curses 
placed against me by witchcraft. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I break all curses of rejection from the womb or the curse of the bastard, the curse of illegitimacy, which may be in me or my family lines, back to Adam and Eve on all sides of my family lines. In the mighty name of Jesus, I do not renounce, break, and loose myself and my descendants from all demonic subjection, from any ungodly soul ties to my mother, father, grandparents, or any other persons living or dead who have ever dominated, dominated us or controlled us, control me in any way contrary to the will of God and the Word of God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for setting me free. I also repent and ask you to forgive me if I have ever dominated or controlled some other person contrary to your will and your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And one more, and then I'll open in prayer and we'll do some commanding in the several minutes we have left. Just repeat after me. In accord with Leviticus 26, I do now confess the sins of the fathers, the sins of my ancestors, all idolatry, witchcraft, and occultism, lust, adultery, and pride, hatred, divorce, and perversion, all rebellion, alcoholism, and stubbornness, and wicked heart of unbelief. I claim forgiveness because of 1 John 1, 9, and I break the curses and lift the curses, whoredoms and iniquities, from me and my descendants, and I command all evil spirits associated with these to leave me and my family and go to where Jesus wants you to go. In his mighty name, amen. All right, just agree with me in faith on this, and then I'm going to start commanding, get a paper towel, uh, I mean some paper towel roll, get a paper towel roll, get a paper bag. You may end up retching up some things. Uh, if uh, they, you just have, you may just yawn several times. The, the point is, is will against them in your mind. Don't speak in tongues. Uh, do everything in your mind to the Lord, and uh, keep your mouth open. They're going to come out, and if you feel, as I said, like yawning, burping, belching, uh, vomiting, you know, the scriptures, Old Testament says the land vomited out its inhabitants. These are 
you know, unwanted inhabitants, shall we say, squatters in the land. The key is get them out. All right, I'm going to just call Pastor down. John, yeah. um, let me make uh, one announcement. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Pastor John Gogan. I have extended us. We've got an additional 45 minutes to use any of that time that you need. Um, Amen. Okay, brother. Go for it. Praise the Lord. All right, Satan, in the mighty name of Jesus, just agree with me in faith. You don't have to repeat this. Satan, in Jesus' mighty name, we put you and all of your legions on notice that we are attacking you from our position in Christ Jesus, who's seated at the right hand of God the Father, there in the third heaven. This place is as high above all principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, rulers of darkness, kings, princes, and every other angelic rank under your command. In Jesus' almighty name, Father, we ask you for sufficient legions of the holy angels to bind all satanic forces here and in the air overhead so that they will not be able to interfere in any way with your people being delivered. Further, we command in Yeshua's mighty name that all free demonic spirits, wherever the people are, be securely bound and taken where Jesus sends them. We also null and void all cursed objects temporarily till they can be thrown out so they can in no wise interfere. We take authority from the third heaven where we are seated in Christ Jesus and remind all evil spirits that you must obey when your name is called or your function family name is called and you're to come out of God's people and go to wherever the Lord Jesus Christ sends you. We also bind all demonic transference from happening in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, all spirits right now in Jesus Christ's name. Every wicked spirit, ungodly spirit of lust, come on out. End time lust. Summertime lust. All the lust, all the sexual spirits which entered, which, which came in uh, into us through, through the eyes, the ears, participation, transfer, or by inheritance. We bind you. We tie you up in Jesus Christ's almighty name. We command you to leave right now. All the sexual spirits, all the sexual spirits, we forbid you from looking up to Leviathan pride, and we command you to leave right now. These are God's people, and you must leave. Come on, all the way out. All the spirits of lust, come on out. All the whoredoms, iniquities, come on. All the generational whoredom spirits, come on, all the way out. All the generational perversion spirits, get out in Jesus Christ's name. Masochism, sadism, bestiality, anal sex, all the spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of masturbation, every foul, ungodly spirit, we bind you in the mighty name of Jesus. All spirits of masturbation, come out. Come out of the hands, come out of the genitals, come on out. Come out of the throat, all the spirits, guilt, shame, condemnation out of the tongue, pornography, homosexuality spirits, all the phallic worship spirits, all the worship of the breasts, worship of the genitalia. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We just lose angels right now to go in and smash all those idols. Every idol, smash them down like the god Dagon was smashed down by, by uh, the God of Israel, Yahweh, the God of Israel. 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, move, move, move. Come on. All the way in, all spirits of incest and rape, fear of rape, all the fear of being raped, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Fornication, come on out. All the fornication, premarital sex spirits, come on, move, move, move. All the cravings for fornication, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the lust that's in the eyes, lust of the eyes, come on out. All the spirits in the eyes, in the eyeballs themselves, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the spirits in the neck that turn the head to look, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, harlotry, uncleanness, filth, come on out. Prince of occult sex, come on out, Asmodeus, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Osmodius, come on, move, 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 move. In Jesus Christ's almighty name, all spirits of uncleanness, uncleanness, all defiling spirits, come on out. Filthy dreams, filthy conversation, come on out. Filthy imaginations, sexual flashbacks, filthy comedy, come on out. All the sexual fantasies, all the fantasy spirits that came in through the movies, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Through the pornography, all spirits of pornography, come on out. All the demons that came in through the websites, all that lust, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the way out. Hurry up, move, 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 move. We bind you, sexual flashbacks, come on out. Impotence, frigidity, cruelty, incubus, succubus, all the spirits of incubus attack, attack the, uh, the women at night, succubus attack the men. Come on, move, 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 all the way out. All the incubi spirits, succubi spirits. Father, just loose angels, opposite angels of holiness, opposite angels of agape love to wrap themselves around these demons. All the, the devil's version of love, lust, come on, all the lust, lewdness, nudity, promiscuity, all spirits of seduction, in the eyes, in the mouth, all the flirtation spirits. Come on out, move. Get out of God's people right now. Come out of the sex organs, the lips, the tongue, the taste buds, the throat, and the mind, the will and the emotions. Come out all the way in Jesus' mighty name. All these filthy, ungodly spirits, all spirits of Jezebelic witchcraft and manipulation. We break the chains of command right now over God's people of Jezebel and Ahab. We bind all strengthening between Ahab and Jezebel. And we also bind every foul, ungodly spirit of Jezebel that uses sex as a weapon, as a tool, as a manipulation. Get out of God's people right now. You get out of these women of God. You get out of these men of God. All the Ahab spirits. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the way out. All spirits of Baal, Baal. Come on out. All the spirits. To come down the family lines. All the way out. Get out of God's people right now in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. All the way out. All spirits of lewdness, nudity, filthy dreams, filthy imaginations, sexual mind control. Get out of God's people. Come on. Boko kana palakate chute. Tatakale ya kite bute te kite chute. Tatatakale ya kite chute ki. Putatapuka kate chute. All the way out. Get out. You listen to what the Holy Spirit says. Come on. Out of God's people. These are God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. 
Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of, of the sheep. He's our good shepherd. Now, come on, move, move, move. All the way out. All the spirits of lust, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. Come on. We confess all the sins of worshiping body parts. Come on, all the way out. Get out of God's people. All the way out. Come on, move, move, move. Get out of God's people. All we want to do is be free, and we want to get others free. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, come on, move. All the way out. All lewdness, frigidity, lust of the eyes, all spirits of flirting, come on out. All the flirt. Just look, but don't touch. Just see how close you can get, how far you can go with someone. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. First Thessalonians 4.3. This, you know, this is the will of God. You abstain from all sexual immorality. Come on. Flee the, the lusts of youth, all youthful lusts that war against our souls. Come on, move all the way out. We bind you. We also break all these ungodly soul ties with people who are tied in, tied up into this, that like their bondage. We just ask God the Holy Spirit to free us from these relationships. To give us the strength and the power to say no to relationships that end up as spiritual dead ends. All the way out. Come on, move, move, move. All the way out. And we ask God the Holy Spirit to show us these people that are just users. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. We are God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Come on, move. All the way out. All these sex spirits, end time lust, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Sexual mind control. All the way out. Out of the eyes. Come on, all that masturbation in the hands, in the arms. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All that idolatry. All the sexual idolatry, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Angels, just go in. Father, we just lose, please loose more angels. Please send more angels. We, we also loose them in our authority of binding and loosing. We loose myriads of angels right now to battle for us, to break the chains of command in the heavenlies over us. Come out all the way out. Let's cut all the power from the ley lines. We bind every wicked demon. Come on, move. The authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, move, 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 move. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. We are God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Now, come on, move. Come on, we rebuke you. In fact, the Lord rebuke you. That's what Michael the archangel said to Lucifer. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. Come on, out of God's people. All the spirits that came in through the uh, through the movies, through secular movies, all the spirits of lust that came, fantasy lust. Come on. All the spirits that came in through the movies, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. These are God's people. God says, be ye holy as I am holy. Be ye holy, as I am holy. Come on, we want to be holy. We want to obey God's command to be holy, to be set apart, to be different, and to God be godly. Come on, move all the way out. Strengthen our wills, Holy Spirit. Hold our hands. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, 
all the way out, all the way out. These are God's people. Father, just send more angels, please. Send more angels. Send more angels. Wherever the listeners are, whoever, wherever there are listeners who listen to the archived programs, surround us with your angels. Just loose the hornets of the Lord, the hounds of heaven, right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, all the way out. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. All the spirits of lust, come on out. Prostitution, harlotry, whoredoms. Come on, whoremongering spirits and the men. Come on, all the spirits. All the whoremongering spirits. Come on, cravings. Can't get your mind off it. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All these spirits, we bind you. All the way out. We also break all curses in Jesus' mighty name of deformity, infirmity, sickness, back to Adam and Eve and all sides of the family lines, arthritis, pain, swelling, infection, cancer, ulcer, tumor, cysts, and weakness. Come out now in Jesus Christ's name. All the weakness. Always tired. Always, never be able to get enough rest. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come out all the way out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All the way out. Get out of God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. We want to be holy. Psalm 24, who, who's able to worship, to go up into the hill of, hill of the Lord? He has clean hands and a pure heart. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. We want clean hands and a pure heart. We want to serve the Lord from... In, in, from purity, not serving the devil from impurity. Get out of Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. Out of God's people. Come on. All the spirits of fear that came in too. All the spirits of the occult that came in through the movies. Come on. Any spirits of, uh, of yoga, Hinduism, Kundalini power that came in through Avatar, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, move. All the way out. All spirits, spirits of witchcraft control, witchcraft, water witching, magic, voodoo, divination, obia. Come on, all the spirits. African juju, mojo. Come on, all the spirits. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of uh, fortune telling and horoscope that came in through checking out our horoscopes. We ask forgiveness. Break every curse, giving legal grounds in Jesus' mighty name. Spirits of tarot cards, crystal ball. Come on, palm reading. Signs of the Zodiac. Come on, all spirits. All spirits of Grange. All Masonic spirits. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Hypnosis, ESP, seance. Come on, medium. Table tipping, necromancy, levitation, clairvoyance. Necromancy, talking and with, with uh, people from the dead. Praying to uh, dead saints. Come on. Dead Mary, come on out of Jesus Christ's name, all the way out. Spirits of astral projection, all the astral projection spirits that make us fly in our dreams. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We command to leave God's people. Come on, move, all the way out. Come on. Get out of God's people. All spirits of transcendental med meditation, TM, that came in through the Beatles. Music, Ekankar, soul travel. All the way out. Ravi Shankar, all these spirits. Come on, move. All sitar spirits. Avatar spirits. Hinduism, Taoism, Confucianism, I Ching, Krishna. 
Come on, all the spirits that came through the cults, Jehovah's false witnesses, all, all the spirits, ESP, Christian science, Rosicrucianism. Come on, all the Society of the Rosy Cross, all the demons that came in through the family life, Theosophy, Madame Helene Blavatsky, come on, Unity, Metaphysics, Baha'i, Scientology, Inner Peace Movement, Urantia, Moody's, come on, The Farm, Islam, Black Muslims also, The Way, The Walk. Come on, all demons that came in through false doctrines, teaching against and denying the divinity of Jesus Christ or his full atoning death on Calvary, his resurrection from the dead, denying heaven and hell. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way up, Bible with him, yoga, karate, all the martial arts, all spirits of tattoos, pierced ears. Come on out, move. Harlotry, slavery. Come on, move. All the way out. Out of God's people. All spirits that came in through acupuncture, biorhythm. Come on, all the spirits. Come on out. All the New Age spirits, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Get out of God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture, and he loves us. Hurry up, move. Get out of God's people. We're going to sleep without you tonight. Now, come on, move all the way out. Father, send more angels, more angels. Father, send more angels, more angels. Holy Spirit, just well up within the believers. Well up within them, and push these demons to the surface. Let these demons feel your awesome power. Your awesome might as the third person of the triune Godhead, equal with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, and God the Son as God the Holy Spirit. Come on, move. All spirits of the pentagram, Ankh, all lust spirits tied into the Egyptian Ankh. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Italian horn, goat's head, unicorn, flying horse, rain blows, black panther. Enchantments, fetishes, potions, spells, dungeons and dragon spirits, all spirits of trolls, psychic readings, reincarnation, pyramid, clear audience, mental science, false visions, false visions, false tongues, false prophecy. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All those, all those uh, masquerading spirits, all the false spirits that came in through a false laying out of hands of other Christians who never bound demonic transference, never knew anything about spiritual warfare, thought all they had was the Holy Spirit. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the false tongues, false prophecy, false healings, get out in Jesus Christ's name. All the deceiving spirits, false prophet, false prophetesses, come on, move. All the spirits that came in through the names of the soul of these people, too, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, all the way out. False visions. All the way out. All the demons that came in through slaying of the Spirit, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the Kundalini power. Come on. All those word faith spirits, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, move. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. All those religious spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Charismatic witchcraft, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All spirits of karma, instant karma, hex signs, amulets, talismans, superstitions, any spirits that came in <clears throat> through the Amish, and all the hex signs, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the German witchcraft, come on, move, all the way out. 
all the way out, all the way out, all the way out. We are God's people. We want to be set free. Get out of these women of God. Get out of these men of God. Get out of these young people of God. Come on. All the way out. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hurry up. Move it. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. All that deception, self-deception, lying spirits. It came as because we lie to people. We ask forgiveness for that. Father, put it under the blood. Come on. All the way out. All the way out. Spirits of ambition. Come on. All the way out. Ugliness, self-hate, loneliness, hopelessness, suicide. Come out of God's people right now. All these spirits are trying to get us to kill ourselves, to end it all. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Spirits of death, terminator, come on out. Confusion, rejection, misery, depression. All the spirits of depression, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Torment, emotional torment, mental torment, torture. We break every curse of atheism and agnosticism over our family lives. We confess all sins of our ancestors, whoever were confessed atheists and, ag or, and or agnostics. We ask forgiveness. Put it under the blood of Jesus. Come on, all that doubt and unbelief, come on out. That fights, believing God's word and just resting in it. All the way out. Greediness, ugliness. All ugly spirits, get out in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, ugly. Out. All the demons that are in us give us ugly moods. Turn the day that's shining with sunshine, just bad like it's pouring down rain. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All those ugly spirits, covetousness, guilt, shame, and condemnation, come on out. Wicked heart of unbelief. All the spirits, come on, move. Every demon that fights, that faith, that fights, believing God and taking him at his word, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Get out of God's people right now. All the way out. Get out of God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. He loves us with an everlasting love. For God the Father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Whoever believes in him, in his Son, shall not perish, shall never end up in hell, but will have eternal life. Come on, move all the way out. For God the Father did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world may be saved, rescued through him. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. Scripture says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered, shall be rescued. Come on. Salvation is we are delivered from hell and the power of sin in our lives. Deliverance, we are delivered from demons and curses. Healing, we're delivered from sickness and infirmities. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All these spirits, we bind you in Jesus' mighty name. All the way out. Come on. We break all curses of alcoholism over the family lines. We confess the sins and iniquities of worshiping getting drunk and worshiping the high of drunkenness. Worshiping self-medication, the beer bottle, the hard liquors. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. Come on, all the mockery spirits, all the alcoholic rage. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Get out of God's people right now. We ask forgiveness. Whatever we imbibed. Come on, we're believer priests. Old Testament priests, we're not allowed to drink. We shouldn't be drinking. Come on, move all the way out. Let's go. 
Come on, we are God's people. We don't need it. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the alcohol spirits, hangover, all the way out, all the spirits that came in through alcohol, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the spirits that came in to kill us, cirrhosis, so all the alco inherited alcoholic and addictive patterns, come on out. Eating like an alcoholic, drinking like an alcoholic, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Handling money like an alcoholic, all the alcoholic, all the codependency. Get out of God's people, come on, move. All the way. All spirits of blasphemy, come on out. Inflamed passions, ancestral sins, profanity, foul mouth, come on out. Conceived in lust, all the spirits, come on, move, all the way out. Burning passions, degradation, licentiousness spirits, come on, move. Alcoholic rage, seething rage, murderous rage, temper tantrums, malice, come on, all the way out. Every demon of hangover, red eyes, headaches, nervousness, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Nervous breakdown. All spirits in the liver, in the organs of the bodies, come on, in the bloodstream. All the poisons in the bloodstream, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Poisons, come on, move. Cirrhosis, come on out, all the way out, in Jesus' mighty name. Hepatitis A, B, and C, all the spirits that attack the liver, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. It's just an important organ. You know it, demons. Now, come on, move, all the way out. Blurred mind, blurred vision, anxiety, paranoia, mental instability, confusion, controlled by guilt. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Self-hatred, self-destruction, intimidation. Come on, move. Get out of God's people. We bind you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. All spirits of the drunkard, cravings for sweets, cravings for sugar, caffeine. Come on, all the spirits, come on, move. Get out of God's people. We are God's people. All spirits of addiction to sugar, broken heart, bruising, beer belly, all the spirits. Come on, move, move, move. Diabetic spirits, depression, dizziness. Dry heaves, DTs, all the spirits. Come on, move. Hangover. Get out of Jesus' mighty name. Stupor, stupidity. All the spirits that block the mind from functioning is the way God created it. We bind you. Vitamin deficiency. All spirits of vodka, whiskey, wine. Come on out of Jesus Christ's name. Crying in my beer. Gin, rum, boilermakers, screwdrivers, beer, martini, Manhattan, Bloody Mary, all the spirits. All the, all the music spirits that came in. Country Western, melancholy, blues, all the spirits. We bind, we attack every demon lodged in the liver, the pancreas, the taste buds. All the spirits impacting the blood sugar. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. These are God's people. All the way out. All the way out. Let's go. Move it. All spirits of strong drink. Deception. Come on. Self-deception. A will to be deceived. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. 
get out of God's people. We are God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Hurry up. Move it. Two minutes, demons. You're going back to the boxes, cages, and caves. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. We're going to box you back up again. We're going to marinate you, let the angels read to you. It's no fun, demons, especially the, the, the uh, scriptures you hate to hear. Come on. Let's go. Hurry up, demons. You might just leave. We're not giving up. We're just going to come after you again. Going to come after you. Going to come after you another time. So you might as well just, you know, count your losses and leave us. Now get out of God's people. Out of us right now. This is the children's bread. This is spiritual bread for God's children. That's what Jesus called it in Mark seven twenty-seven and in Matthew fifteen. Come on, this is spiritual bread for God's children. Come on. We're just having a slice of spiritual bread tonight. Come on, move all the way out in Jesus Christ's almighty name. Hurry up. Let's go. Every wicked, foul, ugly spirit that's been called by name or by function. Come on, all the witchcraft. All the witchcraft that likes us to be in control of other people, be in control of, of our circumstances, always, want, always has to be in control of things. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Just loose angels to go in and cut the roots. Pull these demons up by the roots. Pull them up. Pull them out. Come on, demons, one minute. Now get out in Jesus' almighty name. Come on, move. He's the deliverer. We're just the water boys. Now come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the way out. We bind you in Jesus' mighty name. Keep coming up. All the way out. You're doing great, people. Just yawn them out. Will them out. Want them out. They'll leave. If nothing's happening, don't give up. Just keep on hitting them. They'll leave. We bind you in Jesus' mighty name. Keep going. Hurry up. All the way out. Out of God's people. Every demon that's been called by name or by function, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every demon that's been called by name or by function, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hurry up. Move it. Let's go. Hurry up, move it, let's go. Every demon that's been called by name or by function, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hurry up, move it. 20 seconds. Come on, demons. We want whatever measure of freedom that the Lord Jesus Christ has for us, has for each of us tonight, half cup, three quarters of a cup, full cup, two cups, Whatever measure he has is exactly what we we want, because that's what he wants. Come on, let's go, all the way out. Get out of God's people right now, in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord rebuke you. 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 The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you, demons. All the way out. All right, we're going to uh, box these things up. And basically we get that truth from in the Old Testament where the Lord God tells Joshua to just uh, take the kings that have been defeated there in the land of Canaan and hold, hold on to them, put them in caves that uh, he'll give the time to, uh, to uh, do away with them, to kill them. 
So he does that, and someone years ago said, well, why don't we do that with the spirits? We'll have them kind of uh, boxed up or enclosed, put in caves and cages, and let them uh, be tormented and in suspense. Now, obviously, sin opens the door, so to speak, not only for infestation, but also kind of uh, gets them out of the cage, so in cave. That's why we got to not, you know, I always preach, we've got to starve those spirits within us. By not feeding the sin nature, not choosing sin, choosing righteousness instead of unrighteousness, obedience instead of disobedience. For instance, choosing to love even when it's hard, instead of choosing to hate. And um, uh, choosing humility instead of pride. That kind of start, you can't feed demons, I've always said, uh, steaks and turf, uh, <laughs> lobster, and expect them to get skinny and uh, just want to leave. So uh, we don't understand at all how sin strengthens them, but it does. So we want to do everything we can to unstrengthen them, shall we say. So we're going to box these things up. Just agree with me in faith. Father, in Jesus Christ's name, we, all the listeners, any future listeners, anyone who's uh, gotten some, uh, some solid freedom, and even if nothing has happened, we just bind the strong man and every wicked demon under his command in Jesus' mighty name, down to the lowest demon rank part form. Just ask angels right now to go in and put these demons in, in enclosures. 600,000 times too small. Seal these enclosures with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also pray the angels will assign themselves 24-7 to read scriptures these demons hate to hear, especially their future torment of fire. We also pray that uh, the uh, Shekinah light of the third heaven, that glorious light will shine through each enclosure. Let it remind them of where they were kicked out when they rebelled with Satan. Also, let it uh, just, uh, they like to be in darkness. Let them have no rest, no peace. Let it torment them. A hundred thousand times what they tormented us in our family lines. In Jesus' mighty name. We also, the loose angels of life, health, healing, and restoration to go to us, pour the balm of Gilead, the oil of the Spirit, and the blood of Jesus to promote full healing, full shalom, peace in body and soul and heart, and around our human spirits where the Holy Spirit and the new nature reside. We also pray that uh, you'll cover us, our families, properties, and possessions, church families, with the blood of Jesus to protect us from any all satanic and demonic backlash. And uh, thank you, Father and precious Lord Jesus, for all that you've done and accomplished tonight in our lives. In Jesus' almighty name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Praise God. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've had Pastor John Gogan on tonight. And uh, we're going to have this program in about half an hour in the MP3 archives. And I'd uh, recommend everybody get it, download it, send it out to your friends. Uh, Pastor John, uh, we know oftentimes when you do spiritual warfare, there is some kickback that comes. Would you do a, a prayer for those that are tuning in right now for some uh, decontamination? In case these demons try to come back. Yeah, and again, that's part of what we did with uh, boxing these things up so they can't uh, harass us. But obviously, you know, if you're, uh, you remember, uh, brother, when you were uh, playing snowball fights with uh, your uh, friends and neighbors, uh, you threw one and they threw one back, right? Yes. Yeah, well, the demons are kind of the same. You lob at them, they're going to lob back. <laughs> So, you know, we, we just covered ourselves in our family's properties and possessions of which we're stewards with the blood of Jesus yes, and uh, so forth. But, you know, there are 
obviously there are going to be some attacks, and the enemy does not like being hit. Satan uh, uh, hates it when we come against his children, so to speak. You know, uh, I always find that people kind of think they're in neutral, and they just choose God or Satan. But you know, every unbeliever is really a child of Satan. Jesus says uh, to the unbelieving religious leaders in John 8 that your father, uh, your spiritual father, is the devil. And he was a liar from the beginning and a murderer, and so are you. So every unbeliever that we know, every non-Christian that we know, and even some who are into what I call Christendom, not true Christianity, but, you know, they call themselves Christians, but, you know, they're not. Biblical Christians, true, genuine Christians, you know, they're, they're children of Lucifer, they're children of the devil. So uh, when we talk uh, demons who are also his spiritual children, in a sense, uh, Satan gets very mad at us, and he looks for ways to attack back. So let's just send up a quick prayer arrow, and let's pray for all those who listen, not only now, tonight, but also down the road, and uh, that they'll uh, be able to endure uh, those uh, spiritual snowballs that the enemy uh, sends uh, their way, and uh, and that they'll be able to just say, you know what, Jesus is worth it. No matter what I go through, my freedom is worth it. And uh, i got to remember that we're on this side of the Garden of Eden. Man has fallen. We live in a fallen world. And this is part of the war that I'm just willing to fight because uh, uh, I'm called to the battle. Paul says to endure hardship as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Well, Father, right now, through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you. Uh, Lord Jesus, first of all, we thank you for all that you accomplished tonight. We know that it's nothing of us. It's all of you. And we uh, we just pray for the uh, just the supernatural protection. We also pray for just uh, 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 that that willingness, the strengthening of our wills to endure in the battle, and uh, to not be spiritual wimps and to, to run home crying to mama as soon as we get uh, uh, a little sliver in our hand or some attack that that happens, so to speak, metaphorically that that uh, just uh, so we're not spiritual babies we we father you you love us as uh, max Licato says uh accept us as we are but also love us enough that you want us to change and, and spiritually mature into strong men and women of god and uh, young men and young women of god and we just pray that right now you'll just strengthen the the saints and uh, those of us who are on this side of the globe uh, in the nighttime, we pray that you'll just charge your angels around our beds. We bind all spirits of nightmares, night terrors, and spirits that would come to attack us during the witching hours of 12 to 3. And we bind all fear. We just loosen to us the mind of Christ, the seven spirits of God of Isaiah, and uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit would just envelop us and that we would have a wonderful night's sleep. And even when we are, we are attacked, knowing that the battle is worth it, because uh, when we lob snowballs, we're going to get them lobbed back at us. We pray right now that you will just bless our time together. Help us to know and to understand that you love us, that you care for us. And, uh, Father, we just give you glory and praise. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. And amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Pastor John, go ahead and give out your contact information again and your website and how people can get a hold of you. Amen. Thank you for asking. Of course, um, agapebible.org, that's spelled A-G-A-P-E. The word for agape is love uh, in the Greek and uh, in the New Testament. And it, uh, agapebible.org is the website. You can now pull up the uh, workshop flyer, conference flyer. 
that we're having next month, uh, about three and a half weeks away, a little shy of four weeks. Plan accordingly. I tell people plan things, plan your life around it. Don't plan your life and then, you know, if you have time for it, fine. If not, you're not going to get the kind of freedom that you deserve, nor free, nor will your family. And, uh, you know, you know, brother, we live in dark times. We live in what I believe are the last seconds or the last minutes or the last hours or the last days. And if anything, God wants us strong. He wants us freer. And uh, so the enemy cannot pull those strings like he wants to within us. And uh, so if you want to call me, and uh, I've had uh, over the, you know, obviously uh, programs, uh, some people call me, want to ask me some questions, you can email me at pjservant at com. PJ is Pastor John. Uh, servant, of course, is waiter, waitress, servant at com, Or you can uh, call here at the church office, 716-655-5008, 655-5008. We're glad to help you. Again, we don't know everything, but what we do know, we're glad to share it with you. And uh, however we can uh, just get those who are desperate free and answer questions. If you call just to argue and let me know how much you know, uh, don't waste your time. Uh, call someone else. <laughs> if you, however, are really interested and, and hungry, and you know, I really want to know, you know, I may not know everything. Let me tell you, you don't, and neither do I. Uh, and if your heart and mindset is, I don't know everything, and I really want to know if this stuff is for real. Uh, I always challenge people, you know, if the Holy Spirit tells you that I'm a cult and Omega Man Radio is of the devil, you know what, don't listen again. Uh, if you're really interested in the truth, he'll, t- he'll tell you, and he'll point you to the truth just like he has us. Uh, we're not trying to deceive anybody. Uh, we're not trying to get rich. Uh, all we want to do is just serve heaven's kingdom and help people get free. I want to add something, too. Uh, folks, listen. Agape Bible Fellowship has one of the largest deliverance libraries available anywhere, and you need to have deliverance books in your personal library. Amen. That's how you can learn. It is weapons of warfare, and I'm going to be doing a future program real soon where we're going to go and do some international intercession. We're going to do some more breaking of curses, and if you would like to follow along, folks, as we do this live show, I want you to get a hold of Pastor John and order from him the Win Worley Warfare Prayers booklet, booklet number four. You're going to want to have that. That's like you're going back to school, you need a couple books for classes. You want to have this one when we do this program. What would that booklet cost then, Pastor John? Uh, the booklets uh, of Pastor Worley's are really, you know, you can't even get a McDonald's meal for that anymore. It's three bucks. Three bucks, folks. Three order Warfare Prayers number four. And uh, you'll have that ready when we do this next program. Yeah, and I'm telling you, it's, uh, you know, Pastor Willie said, you know, son, get it into the hands of the four basic booklets, Warfare Prayers, uh, Curses and Soul Ties, Fragmented Soul, and um, Sins of the Fathers. Uh, get those four basic booklets. They're, they're really primer booklets, uh, beginning booklets, and uh, they, they help lay that solid foundation, and we'll be glad to help, uh, you know, uh, get those booklets into the hands of the listeners, and uh, I'm just delighted. It's a real honor for me to be back on the air with you, brother, and uh, I hope someone was blessed. Uh, listen, congratulations. We had our first demon manifesting in the chat room, <laughs> and for, we, we a couple of us tackled him, so praise God. Uh, Pastor John, 
Always a pleasure to have you on. Have a safe trip tomorrow, and uh, when you get back, get a hold of me. We're going to bring you back on and keep keep the work going. Amen. God bless you and uh, and all the listeners now, and and uh, God bless them down the road too who listen to the archives. Say hello to Sister Gogan for me. God bless you, brother. Love you. Bye. You've been listening to the Omega Man Radio Show, uh, folks. Listen, three dollars for a Warfare Prayers book. Uh, skip a. Uh, a Star Sucks Cappuccino or a Quarter Pounder with Cheese Combo and get you this one book, $3, okay? Put it in your library, get a hold of the other material that's available there, and uh, start striking a blow to the head of the serpent. God bless you. Tune in on our next program, which will be tomorrow night. We're going to have Pastor Charles Holtzhauser on at 8, and then at 11 we're going to have Elizabeth Nebenfuhr from Salt Ministries uh, giving her testimony. And uh, what she saw when the Lord showed her a glimpse of hell. You're not going to want to miss this program. God bless you, and uh, see you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.